So that's acting. He's like, couldn't be. And then she pulls it out. He's like, ah! <laughs> Hi, I'm JC. Welcome to the Forbidden Cities, a Keeper of the Lost Cities podcast. A podcast where Cindy and I talk about Keeper of the Lost Cities books, theories, characters, ships, and more. Hi guys, this is JC, and I'm recording this as I'm editing. Um, just to let you know, this episode is not spoiler free. So if you have not read the whole series, including Unlocked, don't listen to this episode yet. Um, it is not spoiler free like the last two. So if you're not caught up in the series, listen no further, turn away. But for those of you who have read the whole series, um, I'm very excited for this episode. So Sydney and I actually end up coming up with a very, very good Sophie dad theory that I'm convinced is right. Um, and I'm very excited for you to listen, so I'll just stop talking and let you get into the episode. Hello! Hi, guys! Oh, we should... Ooh, wow, that's good. Ah. <laughs> um, wait, just... Yeah, okay. Right. <sighs> Hello! We're recording from my house today. Oh, hi, are we starting over? Yeah, I thought we were. <laughs> Sips coffee lovely. Hi, guys. <laughs> I feel like we should Why just be so in? bad at this. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like we should just leave it in. Okay, let's leave it it's, in. It's a little insane. How cringy we are in real life. Honestly. Um, <laughs> so, we're back a while late because of, you know, COVID quarantine stuff mm-hmm. for our spoiler episode yes. of book one. The spoilery one. Yes. And I hope nothing's messed up because we are doing this a few weeks later. Um, but we have all our notes here from when we were originally reading the book. We're a little scatterbrained because we were up watching Sense and Sensibility. Basically, <laughs> in the last about 48 hours, I've had about six hours of sleep total. Mm-hmm. Maybe seven because I, I did get, I think I got four last yeah, night. Yeah, and I had to drive home from my grandparents' house. Ooh, that's fancy. So, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, we, um, we've been in the car all day yesterday, basically. And so, mm-hmm. we're, we're still loading. But, on to the actual podcast stuff. Um, we did find, or from one of our listeners, Mm -hmm. um, Zoe, she sent in a time that Ellen and Livy sort of met before flashback. I don't remember 100%, I'm gonna be honest, I don't 100% remember the details of what we were looking for, um, (laughs) but I know that Ellen and Livy in Lodestar, whenever Counselor Tarek got his leg smashed by Luminaria, and it says that Ellen was on... Well, I have the Kindle version, and it's on page 648 out of mm-hmm. 680 in the Kindle version, so who knows if that's accurate in the real thing. But Keith says that Ellen was working on Counselor Tarek, so hopefully he'll be okay, and that physics also there. Mm-hmm. Physic, specifically not Liffy. So I don't know if yeah. it was important if physic Who was... said this? Keith said that. Keith did. Yeah, there was something... There's something we were thinking about with the whole Ellen and Sophie's dad theory... How would he know the Black Swan Doctor? Like, who called mm-hmm. Physic? Yeah. Who called... Uh, who called? Like, we can say spoilers in this one, finally. Yeah. Okay, so, not Sophie. Not um, Orly, not Forkle. Those would be the only three who would know the Black Swan. Yeah. Wasn't Keith. I mean, unless Physic was just... I mean, unless she was just like, I guess I'll monitor the situation. How or she she's a she's a physician outside of the Black, black Swan, so she might have gotten, like, an alert... And then been like, oh, why would she come as physics? Yeah, why would then? she come as physics? I don't know. Um, okay, we'll talk about that in another episode. Well, because... it did say that a lot of outsider people had gotten in, like, had heard that something was going on. Like, uh-huh. Yana c- came in. Yeah. So well, maybe... she stuck over as a vegan issue. Yeah, but how did she know something was going on? Because no one called her. So I feel Alden. Like... 
Elden. I did some so research for. It got to Dellen. Della got it to Physic. Or something. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure that out when we revisit our theories there. Yeah. Especially um, when we get to Lodestar and Flashback. Yeah, those two are going to be where we try to figure out a little bit more about Ellen. We just Actually, wanted to let y'all know that um, Zoe did a great yes. job with finding Thank that you, for Zoe. us. Alright, we are now in our book one spoiler episode. Mm-hmm. So, um, I have page 39 of book one. Where's your Sorry, first one? I'll let you go ahead. Okay, cool. My first one is actually, um, it says 165. I actually left my book at home, the annotated edition, mm-hmm. and so we, I had to scramble and go through all of my notes earlier and try to change the page numbers from my book to JC's book numbers. And so there might be a little bit of confusion with that, but hopefully not. Overall, the notes will still be there. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you try to look it up by page number, you just it, it might be a bit off sometimes. Yeah. So, annotated edition, it's going to be a bit off. And I might have a little bit of a hard time translating some of these. <laughs> not translating, but finding Figuring them. Figuring out what they were, yep. yeah. All right. So, my first one is on page 39 of book one. And so, Sophie is looking at her human parents, and she asked, she's like, could I have been adopted? And they were like, no, and she's like, was I switched at birth? And they were like, no, and Sophie says, are you sure? And the human mom goes, yes, I think I would know my own daughter. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I legitimately started laughing. I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. Mm. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> I Like, literally, my note is all caps, LOL, that is all. Wow. That's all. I feel bad for the mom, mm. the dad, (laughs) because they just existed. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, they didn't know anything. You think you have the same DNA as your child? That's a whole plot hole in itself. But Fork will probably figure something out there. Well, he she Mm -hmm. just believed it was hers because you know it was inside of her. So she's like, Mm -hmm. "Oh, cool, yeah, I'm really mine." Uh huh. Um, but like, I have a whole thing. I looked up IVF (laughs) really to try to figure out IVF. IVF. You know is what that... I think of as? In vitro fertilization. Oh, okay. Like, obviously how Project Moonlark was done. Uh-huh. And it was, I was like, is it painful? Because I was a little worried for Orly, because, you know, she was like, I almost <laughs> fainted answering the door. And the first thing said, it depends on how you feel about needles. <gasps> oh! And I was like... Did Shannon, like, research this and then decide 100%. to give Sophie a fear of needles? Yeah. Because of that? Yeah. Wow. Um, because, you know, like, the, the whole thing, or at least, like, you get your fair of noodles from the item. Oh, she says that? Mm-hmm. She says in an 8.5, she has to use blood, sweat, and tears to unlock the catch. And she, like, cringes whenever she's looking at the needles. She's like, I think you get your, your fear of needles from me. And Sophie's like, yeah, I'm sure everyone's just afraid of them. And Orly's like, yeah, it must be. Wow. But, like, still, both of them can't even look like whenever mm-hmm. they get to that. Oh, mm. they're so alike. Mm-hmm. It's adorable. But we'll get we'll get to some similarities one day, okay. maybe. But, um, yeah, I, I the first thing said, it depends on how you feel about needles. It was like, it could be, like, a 6 out of 10 if needles don't bother you. But if needles bother you, it could be, like, a 20 out of 10 on the pain oh spectrum. And I was like, okay, Orly, let's just, let's just find you a good washer. Yeah, Kendrick volunteers. Okay, awesome. <laughs> I, was, I was I was legitimately worried, and then that made so much sense that she was yeah, like, you know, that's cool. And and I some like of that. the phrases that Shannon used too uh-huh. were or it was like I didn't realize how like emotionally draining it was going to be. It legitimately said that on the website too that I was looking at, and I was like, wow. it's, they said it's emotionally and physically draining. I was like, 
Huh. Shannon did research. Anyway. Maybe we should do an episode on that. Not that we have any <laughs> knowledge. I don't know. We I can. Can't. I wonder if we can look up things that are mentioned in the book and how they are in real life. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Well, that was something. That was a suggestion that was given to us actually by oh, Zoe. Okay. Like how Keeper relates to real life. Oh, thanks, Zoe. We can do it. Everyone's gonna be like, "Who is this Zoe? Can I meet mm-hmm. her?" Um, we have informants. Some someone <laughs> used in this emails, and we love getting them. So. Yes, it makes us very happy. Um, so then page forty three. Oh right, the jogger, Gethin, the jogger. Yeah. And he gets bitten on the hand, which I totally forgot about in the later books. I wonder if he still really? has the scar. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because he has he the does. scar later in book one, mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. And Forkel has, like, a staring contest with him, basically, and it's a mind trick you find out mm-hmm. later that he's, like, basically the mesmerizing thing that Forkel learned that he shows and never seen. Mm-hmm. Um, that same mind trick is what saved Orly. It's mentioned in Lodestar um, because Forkel... So, Orly and Sophie, I forget how it happens, but Orly, like, can't talk, and Forkel's like, it's okay, I'll tell her. And Forkel says, Gethin came to make good on his threat, meaning, but if I someday mm-hmm. use this sword to cut off your pretty head. And, ah. and Forkel's like, and I use the same mind trick, yes. incidentally, that I used that day when he showed up yes. as a jogger. So he uses it on Gethin twice. Mm-hmm. Wow. Gethin must be like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Two times, I almost had them. Huh. Um, but yeah. That was, that was, I was just like, oh, that's a mind trick, that's safe to worry. If, if it wasn't for Forkel learning to mesmerize, Shannon. if it wasn't for Forkel learning to mesmerize, Orly would be dead. Yeah. So let's just, let's just Sophie would have been that. kidnapped. Book one would be very short. <laughs> Sophie would have been kidnapped. It would have been like the black swan trying to get her back immediately. Yeah, so oh, that would have just skipped to the end. Uh-huh. And then, and then they could have like exiled her because they'd be like, ah, oh, this child who, yeah, that. Kenrick wouldn't have let them. Because Kenrick knew about her. Oh, well. Kenrick. He wouldn't have let them. But I could just see it being a lot darker. Oh, yeah. And going well, a lot. None of the counselors would The council would have been mm-hmm. very upset. Mm. But the pre-Everblaze council, Kenrick could convince them really easily because he was really mm-hmm. popular in, in the whole Lost Cities. Yeah. And so, yeah. The pre-Everblaze council is a little bit more forgiving. Post-Everblaze, mm-hmm. you know, she reads Kingdom of Tar's Mind. That's when it goes down. Yeah. Okay. Um, Next one. Page 58... Look at this from Orly's perspective. Oh, this is gonna. Oh, haha. I was talking to you about this just a second ago. Um, well, first of all, Sophie. Sophie gets there. She knows nothing about all. She's like, I'm gonna get pointy ears. So you can just imagine Orly <laughs> being like, Wow, she really knows nothing. Oh, and then I said, Well, okay, this I probably mentioned in the last one, but pointy ears aren't bad. Sophie, just stop. It's not that bad. Yeah. I mean, there could be worse. They things look fancy that and dainty, especially whenever like you're old. You're like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fancy. I am cool. Yeah. And then she takes a bite of the umber leaf, which, by the way, umber leaf, mm-hmm. umber. Anyway, she takes a bite of the umber leaf and says, tastes like chicken. <laughs> Wait, what does this have to do with Orly? The elves are vegetarians. Uh-huh. And none of them, like, would want to kill anything. So I could just, like, oh. the, the, the fact that she's she knows her oh, culture her that child well, shows up. And Orly's just like... <laughs> she Her child shows up and is like, pointy ears, tastes like... <laughs> and then I see... I eat animals. You're like, oh, this is a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> what was another thing? Um... And then, oh, right whenever Alden's like, oh, yeah, Sophie's been reading mine since she was five. It says both Kenrick's and Orly's jaws dropped. Even oh. though they both m- knew that she would be powerful. They were like, wait, five? Wait, what? <laughs> Aurelia's um, like, Forkel, you did not tell me this. You did not tell me this. 
Um, it's such a forkle thing to hide. Mm-hmm. It's like, just like, oh yeah, she's for abilities. Good luck. <laughs> um, and then I'll have so many exile. Exile is gonna be really fun, guys. I have really cool notes for it. Um, and then, <laughs> and you're tired of watching Kendrick stare at Orly. I, every time, even, like, whenever, like, whenever a new person reads the series for the first time, they're like, this is pretty funny. I'm like, this is really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it just gets funnier with the more you know about the series. And then 60 through 62, yeah. Um, and then Kenrick, like, instantly recovers from his embarrassment. Because Alden's like, yeah, Fitz saw her lift more than ten times her weight with telekinesis. And Kenrick's like, whoa, really? I have to see it. Um, so anyway, he's so sweet. Then page mm-hmm. 65 is my next one. I, I have notes all over right now, but... Oh, oh, this is a good one. Where is it? Fitz laughed. You've been speaking the online language since we left here, just like you did yesterday. She was speaking a different language with an accent? Our language is instinctive, Alden explained. We speak from birth. I'm sure people thought you were an interesting baby, though to humans our language sounds like babbling. Her parents were always teasing her about what a noisy baby she was. She gripped the table. Is there a word that sounds like soybean in English? Soybean? Alden asked. I used to say it as a baby. My parents thought I was trying to say my name and mispronouncing it. They even turned it into a nickname, a really annoying one. She blushed when Fitz chuckled beside her. Gonna interject really quick before you see everyone else's reactions. Kendrick already knows Orly's a part of Project Moonlark. Mm-hmm. He knows about Sildreen. That's what made him guess that Orly was. Mm-hmm. Orly knows what Sildreen means. Mm-hmm. Bron. I don't think, in just a second, you'll say he doesn't know. Now watch how good Kenrick is at covering up. Uh-huh. Shannon's been studying on this knowledge for a while. I know. I was like, wow. I reread this and I was like, this scene is so, like, layered. My goodness. Um, I love it. Anyway, Fitz laughed at her for saying that her family turned into a really annoying nickname. Ken- and Kenrick's the first person to say anything. Kenrick shrugged. I can't think of what that would be. Fitz and Orly nodded. <laughs> But Alden looked pale. Orly's just like, yes, I can't think cover. of what that would be. He's just like, let's cover, let's cover. And Orly's just oh. silent. She's so... <laughs> she's completely dead. In the ending, it was literally like, Orly hadn't said a word the entire time, and uh-huh. Sophie had no idea where she stood. And I was like... Um, Kenrick, wow. I know. And then Wow, that's the best thing you can think of to say, is that you don't know what that would be. He's well, just Alden's to like, the subject. Mm-hmm. Fitz and Orly nodded, but Alden looked pale. What is it? Brunt asked him, still dusting off his cape from his fall. I forgot about that. Sophie dropped Brunt on the floor, and Kenrick mm-hmm. literally, like, started applying. <laughs> um, Alden waved the words away. Probably nothing. I'll decide if it's nothing, Brunt insisted. Alden I'll sighed. decide if it's nothing. Alden sighed. It's possible she was saying Sildreen, but it's a stretch. You can imagine. Mm-hmm. Orly's heart stopped. She's like, hmm. Kenrick too. They were both scared. But Orly, she probably, she was sitting, it said Kenrick was sitting closer to Orly than he needed to. She probably could fear, feel some of his fear mm-hmm. and was like, wait, she probably thought it was her own. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, no. And Bronze is, and Bronze is all, Bronze's mouth tightened into a hard line. What does Sildreen mean? Sophie asked. Just imagine that silence. Alden hesitated before he answered. It's the proper name for a moonlark, a rare species of bird. And that's bad because she hated the way everyone was looking at her. Like Wait, she who was said what does Sultarine mean? Sophie. Okay, Sophie. And that's bad because she hated the way everyone was looking at her like she was the puzzle they couldn't solve. Adults were always looking at her that way, but usually she could hear their thoughts and know why they were so bothered. She missed that now. 
she doesn't notice fear in anyone, which means that mm. they're both working very hard to look like, oh, I don't know, what could Suldrain mean? I have no idea. Um, we have two um, imposters here. <laughs> Um, it's not bad. It's just interesting. Alden's really dumb. Brad snorted. Troubling is what it is. Why Alden's would be not very so smart. Fast? No, he's he 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 wants to understand, but he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. He's so clueless in this book. Uh, it would be an uncomfortable coincidence, but most likely you were trying to say your name. You were healing all this, hearing it all the time, so it's natural that you would try to repeat it. Alan said it like he was trying to convince himself as much as her. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I've heard quite enough to make my decision, Brunt barked, shoving all thoughts of Moonlarks out of her mind. I vote against, and you will not convince me otherwise. Mm-hmm. And then Kenrick shook his head. You're being absurd, Bront. I vote in favor, and you won't convince me otherwise. And then Orly Highland said a word the entire time, and so he had no idea where she stood. <laughs> With no explanation, she's just like, give me your hand, Sophie. And Sophie's like... And it's like, she's an empath. She can feel your emotions. Mm-hmm. And Sophie's like, oh... Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so awkward. I love it. Wow. My next note is page 79. Oh, yeah. Like, 65, my note was, there's a whole other level of tension, knowing mm-hmm. what we know now. It's so many scenes are like that now. I know. Like, I, I have it. notes about Cassius and things. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the early scenes. Oh, mm-hmm. she, Sophie says something so proper in book two. We'll get to the book two notes. I, I'm very excited about it. My next one is page 79. <laughs> oh, remember the receptionist? Did you catch that? And um, I think it was unlocked. It might have been like a Oh, well, there was something in that. Yeah, what was so... It? I do remember. Over here was... I'm going to read the book one thing first, okay. just so I can introduce what I was talking about. Uh, 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 uh. So they get into the, into the room, and they're super mad. Alden bypassed the receptionist in the dim foyer and headed to the only office in the back. And then he... He saw Quinlan, and they said something about, like, oh, no, bronze receptionist out there. Oh, mm-hmm. He's so annoying. He could have at least gotten someone who was a decent host. Um, here it was. Alden gestured to the foyer where the receptionist was leaning toward them, making notes, clearly eavesdropping. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, I remember this in Unlocked, but I don't remember exactly what it was. In, it must have been Unlocked then. Or, I don't know Sophie's, for sure, but I remember. Orly says something, and she's like, Oh right! As soon as as soon as I heard that there were problems in the lost cities, I convinced Bront to assign That's our receptionist. I just told him that Alden might be overstepping his authority, which he was. I was trying to protect you. Yes, and so okay. he's like, "Well, I knew uh, there was a plot twist about who's it." Was. Right? It was it was technically Orly's, but Orly told Bront to get it, hmm. which is funny because she used his grumpiness to her profit. Yeah. Um. But Sophie, and the thing is, she was like, "I was trying to protect you," and Sophie's like. I don't care. So, Sophie, I really don't like you. Um, page 87. Ah, yes. The five key aspects of Fitzpatrick. I forget oh, no. who it was. It was so funny on Instagram. I feel like I should credit them. I think we've them. said it before. We might have. So, on the Keeper Day thing, there was, like, the five key aspects of Fitzpacker. So, it was, like, Dragon, Telepath, mm-hmm. If you don't know, Keeper Day, this year at least, um... It's February something. Isn't it February? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like six. Shannon did a bunch of different um, games on her Instagram story. And one of them was where you could circle um, your attributes that are like you and find out what character you were. And so the, she listed attributes for Keith, Fitz, and Sophie while JC tries to find this. Um <laughs> 
And Fitz's were hilarious. So, um, sorry, I'm still trying to pull it up. I don't know where it's right I there. Put it. Oh, there we go. So the five key aspects of Fitzbacker, and then this the, the there's a really funny art that went with it. Uh, catching lightning, it's catching dot lightning underscore on Instagram. Made a very funny art of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but number one, teal, and it has a picture of his eye. <laughs> number two, caring, and it's like him stabbing Alvar and yelling at Sophie. <laughs> number three, levitator. <laughs> he was like. Wow, Fitz, is that a cool telepath trick? And Fitz is like, ha, 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 no, I'm a levitator. <laughs> and then number four, dragon. Uh-huh. I, Isn't I, there one more? Mm-hmm. Number five, running. Running. And then it has, a, like, a shadow behind him that says, from accountability for your actions. <laughs> so I don't, I, I don't, I don't These understand These are Shannon's attributes that she said or, or it's someone the, on Shannon's account, the imposter. Probably the publisher told me. Yeah, to put those. probably her assistant. Um, I read these to my dad, my INTJ dad, guys. Uh-huh. He um, first of all, he's so I told him teal. He was like, okay, teal. And I told yeah, him, teal works. And then I told him um, caring. He was like, yeah, Fitz is kind of caring, you know, because no. he, he 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 gives him too much grace for what happened in book two. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, perfect. Number three, levitate. <laughs> And my dad was like, Levitator? And he's in book five, I think. Mm-hmm. Levitator? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, has this person read the series? <laughs> I was like, yeah, they've read the series. They Levitate. He's like, isn't it a telepath? Yeah. Why does it say Levitator then? I was like, no, 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 that's not that bad. Number four, Dragon. <laughs> and he just stared completely <laughs> silently and blankly. He goes... Who wrote this? And I was like, Shannon, he said, has she read her own book? <laughs> he was so confused. And then running. I told him the last one is running. He was like, oh yeah, just write down random things. I don't know. Wall, picture frame. Just those are fits. JC, um, lamp. <laughs> and then I read him Keeps. Book. And I, I forgot to, and I said, frog. <laughs> what if Keeps is frog? I was so confused. And he was like, frog. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. But he was like, what? <laughs> but anyway, page 87, it has... Keith should um, be Alicorn. It should. He, he's better with Alicorns than Frog. Sophie's was horse. I think Sophie's was, yeah, horse. Mm-hmm. Horse, frog, dragon. <laughs> if they went with a dragon, why can't, you do why can't they do Alicorn and Gullen? W- mythical, real, real. you think they would stick to the real theme. You know, there's a... No, that's book two again. Oh, Sophie's looking at her. I don't care. Sophie's looking back at her human home when she revisits it with Counselor Tarek, which is sus, but we'll get to that. Um, but anyway, she's looking at it. She's like, oh, she looked at all of the silly books with their wizards and their demigods and their dragons. And I was like, did Shannon just, did she just, did she just target Harry Potter Percy and Jackson. Percy Jackson and yeah. How to Train Your Dragon? <laughs> did she just call him silly? I <laughs> No! <laughs> it was like the silly things. They seem so trivial now that she was in her new world. And I was like, that's Shannon. Oh wow. my goodness. And then, um, then I was Meanwhile like, Meanwhile in Britain. Dragons. <laughs> um, There's so, another school. Anyway, page 87, Fitz levitated. And it was like she blushed and Fitz chuckled. She needed to do better about keeping her cool because Fitz just, or Alden. Wait. Where does he levitate? Alden's levitating. They're leaving Atlantis, and oh, Alden's levitating. So literally, everyone can levitate, though. Yeah. Um. And um, 
She's like, no, Alice can levitate. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my computer likes to turn off. It's still okay, recording. Um, see? I say this every time. Yes, and you get panicked <laughs> about it. Um, but anyway, I, 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 that's what made me think of the five key attributes of Fitz mm-hmm. Factors, because Alden levitates them. <laughs> Alden's the levitator. Alden's Fitz. the levitator. You silly boy. Yeah. My next one is on page 92. It's just Tyrgen being on the black swan. Mm. Um, also, a little suspicious. This is, okay, and so it begins. Tyrgen being sus. This will be a theme. Okay, yeah, maybe you should explain. Sophie's dad. I think yeah. he's Sophie's dad. I'm pretty mm-hmm. much convinced. I'm about 75% of the way through rereading book two right now. For some reason, we dismissed him. It was probably my fault. <laughs> I Well, actually, I was the one who dismissed it super quickly. It was because Orly said I have to be entirely separate. That was part of the deal. Oh. I had to be entirely separate. And Tyrion, meanwhile, is on the collective. And I was like, that's the opposite of entirely separate. What you brought I- out brought up about him leaving the nobility at a suspicious time. Right. Ago. And I was like, well, what's possible is that... Orly was on the council, and they were like, okay, if we're going to let a counselor be a part of this, it has to be high security. You can't do anything else with us. You can't know anything. Uh-huh. Nothing. You can help, but that's it. And so then they were like, well, okay, also, you know, Tyrion's going to be the other donor, so uh, he's in the nobility. He's kind of close to the council. That could be a little suspicious. We also don't want the biological parents running into each other. So whenever the whole thing happened with Prentice, it was a good excuse. They probably told him, you're going to need to resign from the nobility and make it not suspicious. Mm. And then Alden's the one to bring Tyrion back into the story at all. Mm-hmm. And Tyrion's like, fine, He's I'll do it. He's super mad about it right here. To. Yeah. Right. But, um, and it was for Sophie, too, that he came back. Yeah. It was, I'll get to that in just a second. But he, he resigned in protest. He kind of disguised it with being about Prentice. But um, I think what probably happened is the Blackstone was like, listen, if you're going to be a part of this, like, you're already on the collective. You're already pretty important to our order. So if the council discovers you, like they discovered Prentice, which may or may not have at that point, but they were like, if the council discovers you, it's going to be very bad. Mm-hmm. You need to get out now, resign as soon as possible. And Prentice is exiled, like, at yeah. the same, basically in the same year, because I did a whole timeline yeah. of Orly's backstory, because I, I, I still have parts I don't mm-hmm. understand. No, it has to be the same time. And yeah, he, he resigns at, like, the same time. Well, he resigns right whenever Prentice is exiled, which is, like, the year after Project Moonlark would have mm-hmm. actually had been done. Because if Prentice not the same had the year. DNA, yeah, if not the same year, because Prentice had the DNA in his mind, so he'd seen yeah. the DNA strand. Uh-huh. Um... Yeah, and and known the name and he Moonmark. he knew Jolie, he knew even though Jolie. she died a lot earlier. She had died. She because okay, I was really confused whenever Sophie thought Jolie was her mom because uh-huh. I was like, because it said Jolie died sixteen years ago and Sophie was thirteen. The numbers didn't lie, and I was like, no, they don't lie. Sixteen, thirteen. So she died three years before you were born. Did she? Yeah. Are you sure that's right? It sounds, mm-hmm. it sounds right. I'm In just... Exile, it says it was 16 years ago that day. I, ha- I read out a whole Sophie timeline, too, because I was also confused about that. I was like, why did you... Well, at that think? point, if she knows Project Moonlark, can't they freeze DNA? Oh, Forkle very specifically said they didn't. Did he... Did Sophie know that at that time, though? No. He says that in the okay. scene. Cause Maybe that's Gethin why. was like, didn't they freeze your DNA and then keep freaking? Mm-hmm. And Forkle's like, no, he'd never do that. Yeah. And Sophie was like, okay. Maybe that's why. But back on track, Tyrion is a running theory. I don't know why we dismissed the, him. I'm going to have to go back. too easily. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and look. It worked out too perfectly. Listen, so this is, this is what I have right here. Um, whenever Tyrion first comes out, 
You've got some nerve summoning me, he shouted, stepping right into Alden's personal space. And by the way, this is his description is, he's a tall elf in a simple black tunic. He has olive-toned skin and sharp contrast to his pale blonde hair. And his face held, his face held youth, something ancient shown in his dark blue eyes. That'd be, you know, probably some sort of... Grief. I wonder, I've always noticed that Sophie's skin tone in the official art is... is a little bit darker than Orly. Because yeah. yeah. Orly's always described as super pale. Mm-hmm. And Orly has darker hair than Sophie. Sophie has lighter hair. Yeah, because I look at that art a lot to, mm-hmm. um, I try to, like, look at other people's art when I'm drawing to see how they did skin tone and things like that, mm-hmm. and so I did notice that, I'm like, so Sophie, skin is, Sophie's skin tone's right between Tyrgan and Orly, skin tone. and her yeah. hair is also right between them, because Tyrgan has mm-hmm. lighter hair than Orly. Yeah. She has, like, golden hair, Tyrgan mm-hmm. has, like, pale blonde, and yeah. Sophie's in between. It's a theory, mm. I'm not, I'm, I'm pretty much convinced. I don't think that you could unconvince me unless you had... A some somewhat better telepath. I don't know. My pride is hurt. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because we dismissed it. No, no. I oh. agree. Elwin never felt totally right. right. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of angry. If I'm going to be angry if it's Tyrion though, because I want it to be more complicated than that. It well, makes think no of sense. How long it took? Too much sense. Why did it take us so long to figure it out or to get to this theory? Because we dismissed. I dismissed it the same way. I think. we did that to Orly. Yeah, too, the same way I did while. to Orly. I was like, it can't be Orly. She's it's obviously it's it. too easy. It's too easy. Ugh. I'm kind of annoyed if it's here again, but <laughs> I'm happy. I'm, I like that I can guess it. It is not too weird. I mean, it's kind of weird for Orly, but at the same time, it's not too weird. No. Because Tyrion's just like, oh, I don't want it to be Tyrion. Because he's just always been, like, he's he's there, but he has no point right now. And I don't think Shannon would have a character with no You're point. You're right. There's no it makes too much sense. No I don't point. like it. Okay, good I like it. It's fine. I'm and, just and angry. Exile, in Exile, he really doesn't have a point. Because Sophie, like, basically graduates telepathy. He's like, You're more powerful than me now. And she's like, No, I'm not. He's like, yeah, you are. Hmm. So, the, he just stays in the series. He keeps coming in, and there's no point. And Forkel. And never seen. So he's like, wait, are you Tyrion? And he's like, no. And no more answers. So, like, he yeah. stops her there the same way whenever she's like, oh, but could Kenrick be my father? And he's like, no. And no more answers because that was too close to Orly. What do, What does he answer about Tyrion? Is it um, that he's not Tyrion? Right, that he's yeah, that's not Tyrion. Mm-hmm. And um, later she actually discovers that Tyrion is on the collective and that Tyrion's granite in the same book. But whenever she gets really close to the truth, he'll be like, no, and no more answers. So whenever mm-hmm. he, whenever she asked about Kenrick, he was like, no, and no more answers, because I was too close that to Orly. That reminds me of your dad. Even in, yes, it does. <laughs> I think, because I think that Forkel is an INTJ. Yeah. Um, the one who dies in Lodestar. I think, um, oh, and in, in Never Seen, Sophie's original theory for her parents was Kenrick and Orly. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought it was so funny, because I was like, that's so, so something I would think. Um, and he's like, no, your parents said no it's connection It's clearly to something other. you would they think, didn't. because... I was amazed. You I was that. like, well, yeah. But I was like, other people don't, like, about Kenrick and Orly all the time. Okay, so Tyrion... Okay, this is not going to be a whole Tyrion episode. We're going to move on in a second. We are, yeah. Sorry. But it's important to talk about right now. Um, that would explain where she gets half her personality, too. Mm-hmm. Part of her personality is, like, assertive. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he says, uh, he's like, I'd sooner be exiled than train anyone in your family. From the corner of her eye, Sophie saw Fitz's hands clench, Alden barely blinked. Yes, Tyrion, I'm well aware of your opinion of me. I can assure you, I wouldn't have summoned you if it was, if I wasn't convinced that it would be what Prentice would want. Tyrion's fierce expression crumbled. He backed away, crossing his arms against his chest. That's so Sophie right there. That's Mm -hmm. just backing away and, like, crossing arms. That's so, wow, okay, I... 
Um, since weren't even expert on anything Prentice wanted. Who's Prentice? Sophie had to ask. Tyrkin spun toward her, and his eyes did a quick inventory, widening when they locked with hers. Yes, Alden said when Tyrkin gasped. <laughs> Whatever you're thinking. Yes, Tyrkin. I can't tell him he's I'd like acting. you to meet Sophie Foster, Foxfire's newest prodigy, who happens to need a telepathy mentor. Tyrkin swallowed several times before he spoke. She's the one, isn't she? The one Prentice was hiding. Yes, Alden agreed. She's been living with humans for the past twelve years. Okay, seriously, Sophie interrupted. The way Tyrkin was staring at her, like he just watched someone kill his favorite puppy, <laughs> was officially weirding her out. Who is Prentice and what does he have to do with me? I'm sorry, that's classified information, Sophie, Alden said quietly. But it's about me. She glanced at Fitz for help, but he shrugged like it was out of his hands. If it becomes important for you to know, I will tell you, Alden promised. For now, all anyone needs to know is that you are the most incredible telepath I've ever seen, and you need a mentor. Which is why I summoned you, he added, turning to Tyrgen. Sophie's already broken through Fitz's and Bronze blocking without training. She needs the best mentor we can provide. I know you're retired, but I thought, given the circumstances, that you might be persuaded to return to Foxfire. Anger and resentment danced across Jurgen's features, so the last thing Sophie expected was for him to nod. I forgot to mention something. Oh, yeah. He he nods. Um, you'll do it? Alden asked, his voice a mixture of surprise and relief. Yes, but only for this year. That will be more than enough to hone her abilities. Then you leave me alone and never ask for my assistance again. Hmm. And then and then Sophie's like, wait, can I, can I not pick up I want to do this? And Alden's like, huh? And she's like, I don't want to be a better telepath. I don't yeah. like it. And Fitz is like, are you crazy? Tyrgen raised a hand, silencing Fitz. He took a step closer to Sophie, waiting for her to meet his eyes. Being a telepath around humans is quite a burden. I'll bet you've had terrible headaches and heard all kinds of things you didn't want to hear, right? You literally know that because of Forkle. She nodded, stunned by his sudden change in mood. He sounded almost kind. He frowned and looked away, mumbling something she mostly didn't understand, but she thought she caught the word irresponsible. Mm -hmm. He was so mad at Forkle. Oh, I love that. Yes. Um, It doesn't have to be that way, he said after a second. With proper training, you'll learn to manage your ability. But you do have a choice. There should always be a choice. He said the last part louder, like it was for Alden's benefit. There should always be a choice. If you don't want telepathy training, you don't have to have it. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, my name is Oscar, and I'm the host of the Potter Discussion Podcast. The Potter Discussion is the ultimate Harry Potter podcast, discussing everything from Harry Potter, Fantastic Beasts, and the entire Wizarding World fandom. This isn't your everyday Harry Potter podcast, because we have regular, in-depth discussions about obscure and fascinating topics. So if you enjoy in-depth character breakdowns, Harry Potter quizzes, and you're a Harry Potter super fan, this podcast is for you. Search for The Potter Discussion Podcast in your favorite podcast app, or click the link to learn more. There should always... I wonder how... That's... There should always be a choice. Prentice. Yeah, I wonder, though, if he echoes or is going to echo that ever with her matchmaking if he is her dad. Probably. Hmm. Um, and then, anyway, if it's... Because... Sophie's like, I guess... It, it, doesn't oh. O'Reilly say something like that? It sounds like something she would say. I, no, I, she's, I wanna... she says something like that, doesn't she? Where she's like... In what book? What book? I have no idea, but about choices and matchmaking. I don't know. I made my choice far too early. No, no, no. She slams the circle down and yells at Bron. She says, um... Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but my decision was my choice. What you're yep. suggesting for Sophie wouldn't necessarily be... That's the one. Yeah. 
Interesting. I'm so proud of this. So what I was going to say is my little sister, we're reading book one. That's why I don't have a lot of, I mentioned this in the last episode, but that's why I don't have a lot of notes for the first part because I read that exclusively with her and then I just Mm -hmm. skipped ahead. But we are two-thirds of the way through now. And she said she has been catching on to things. Like, she figured out, what was it, that Forkel, what did I tell you? She figured out that Forkel isn't... She said that Forkel planted things in her mind mm-hmm. or something. She, she already knows Forkel's an elf. She figured that out really mm-hmm. quickly. And the first thing she's, or the first person she's told me could be a parent is Tyrion. She went, <laughs> is that her dad? So, mm-hmm. and then she came up with something else, wacko, like... Grady and Adeline. Is it Grady and Adeline or something like that? But it was because My of a misunderstanding. He does. Oh. He's in book five. And so it's so Clearly. sad. Because my dad's supposed to have an eye, right? So he's supposed to be, like, good at calling things. I said my mm-hmm. Ozdrick's thing. And I basically introverted intuition. It helps you have good <laughs> theories. Um, and I was like, you haven't thought of anyone who could be her parents? And he's like, no. And I was so confused because he hears me talk about Orly mm-hmm. all the time. How would he not... And I, I'm sure I've said it around him before. And I was like, so you don't have any theories? If He's like, probably Grady and Adeline. I would be I was like, shocked if it were Grady and Adeline. Yeah, it would that make zero That would make zero, zero sense. sense. The black swan, first of all, would never allow her to be with her biological parents. Uh-huh. Grady and Adeline wouldn't have said yes. They don't have any of her abilities. Yeah, they would have been exiled. I mean, I don't it. think we have to prove this. I think everybody <laughs> knows this. Oh, it's just, I don't understand. How he thought that it's Grady and Adeline. Anyway. But yeah, that um, was my little sister's um, kid instincts. Said Tyrion immediately. So. Wow. Um, and then whenever Alden said, I'm assuming you don't want to come in. Finally, a correct assumption. Tyrion's voice was cold, but it warmed when he looked at Sophie. I'll see you Tuesday. Then he raised a pathfinder to the light and glittered away. He's much nicer to her than Forkel is at first. Mm-hmm. He's just nicer to her. Because I have notes about Forkle at the end where he's like, um, just, it's my job. That's why I'm doing this. It's my job. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, I have to do this. Yeah. Um, the only elves who are like legitimately, I'm thinking of like father figures. The only elves who are legitimate father figures to Sophie right whenever they come in. Alden, Tyrion, and... Kenrick supports her. He's yeah. not a father figure necessarily. He becomes one in Everblaze before he dies because pain is what mm-hmm. authors do. But um, it's Alden and Tyrion. Alden and Grady, of course. Book one. I mean, Grady becomes one around book two. Yeah, but she's really annoyed with him in book two. So really, book three after she has the circlet put on her head, that's mm. when she bonds with Grady and Adeline. Really? I I, I haven't reread book she, two yet. She doesn't bond with him in book one because there's a whole adoption thing. She doesn't bond with him in book two because they, um, Well, she bonds with him a little in book one, but there's a little. tension. Book two, the tension stays because they're very strict and very worried about losing her, but she's just really mad because mm-hmm. she also just got the bodyguard assigned, so she just feels like she's trapped and she's, you know, she also thinks that she's broken and failing and so she's so mad. Finally, at the end of that, it gets fixed. It's not until after the council forces the ability restrictor on her head, then she's just hugging them. She's like, I love you guys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, what's so sweet? That's whenever, that's whenever I'm like, okay. And that's actually, when I was reading the series, that's when I was like, okay, Grady and Adeline, I like them now. That took a yeah. long time. Mm-hmm. Sophie's trying to make me dislike Adeline again, but that's a different story. <laughs> um, and then page... Wait, what page is your first note on? Oh, it's not until past 100. 165? Yeah. Okay, my next one well, is on... Well, it's a little before that because I don't know what the actual uh, page number is. Okay, mine is on 104. Okay. I have to make sure. Um, 
Oh, the council specifically forbade Alden from taking Sophie back to say goodbye to her human family. They specifically said you can't take her back to the humans at all. And my note was just, I wonder if Orly felt a bit, a bit guilty about that, like letting mm. her be raised by humans and then just making her leave that family, even though she knew she probably bonded with them. Like, Orly's an empath. She knows how emotions work. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if she was just a little guilty, like, oh, man, am I, that's going to hurt her. Yeah. She says, like, that she regrets a lot to do with Sophie, that she doesn't regret being a part of Project Moonlight, but she she says she has a lot of regrets of relating to Sophie. Mm-hmm. So basically she just feels guilty about it. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, she said, Sophie's like, I need to say goodbye. Alden studied her face for a long minute before he nodded. I can't take you without risking a tribunal, but I can give you 20 minutes before I alert the council to the change of plans, and then I'll let Fitz take you. (laughs) (laughs) So change of plans, remember how you specifically forbade me from the, yeah, so just like 20 minutes, we'll be, we'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so 20 minutes ago they left? Why didn't you tell us? (laughs) That's um, I got a snack. <laughs> I had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> but Sorry, my remember, stomach was upset. So I don't, I don't think, I don't, I, my, this might have been one of the theories that I needed to say, um, because I don't think I've said this on the podcast. Maybe I did. I think Alden and Kenrick were really good friends, and that theory is actually supported by evidence, and I'll cite it later when we I get to Everblaze. I think you did say it. I mentioned it If you want to pause it, I can catch. Well. Or not catch. Look. I, I remember I remember saying it, but I didn't like go into okay. detail. I texted you in mm. detail about mm-hmm. it, uh, the Everblaze pages, and I'll go into detail in Everblaze in the Everblaze episodes. Yeah, and now, I think she's right about this because yeah. of Shannon's got, notes in the annotated edition saying mm-hmm. that she did a lot of backstory yes. on the characters. I'm like, I'm yes, sure we did say this on the podcast then because I remember yep. you saying that, and I was like, Iris. Um, but I, I'm pretty. Sh- I, I can picture Alden just being like. Okay, go ahead, Sophie. Just wait 20 minutes. Show me Counselor Kenrick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After that, he's just like, so, um, they left 20 minutes ago. <laughs> and Kenrick's like, like ah, I got Do you really did this to me? Yeah, for real. Oh, man. So. And he would be like, now. he would be like, a rally, yay. Help I want her, to, I want to record our Exile mm. spoiler episode next, because I'm so excited. I know that you, you haven't can't. read it. I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's one thing that I'm really excited for. It's like, oh, it's so sad. Okay, when the going. council hears what happened to Alden, and I, mm, that scene's got to be fun. Um, what is it? One fourteen is my next note. Um, I'm sorry, I peeked at the computer to make sure it was still recording. Uh, oh, the council wanted you placed with other guardians. So Sophie's like, so I get to stay with you guys, Alden and Della, and Della's like, well, we're sorry. The council wanted you placed with other guardians. Why is that? Orly actually says that. It was her mm, who mm. who influenced the other counselors. It was Bronze, actually. Orly made Bronze again with she his happiness. She just didn't like the background. So, <laughs> think about this. Sophie came in from being, like, this person who didn't want to be noticed in the human cities, but was, like, super smart, but was basically nobody. Mm-hmm. And then she's introduced in the Lost Cities as the first ever elf to be raised by humans. Yeah. The worst possible way to take the pressure off of her would be to put her in the most famous, prestigious yeah. family who everyone's already gossiping and looking at, mm-hmm. at. A better way would be to put her with someone else who volunteered for adoption. Well, Grady and Adeline were among the only other applicants. I think they might have been the only other ones. And they had just lost their daughter. Yes, they, wanted, they lost their daughter. Sophie had just lost her parents. So that's why I say I wonder if Orly was a bit guilty about t- taking Sophie away from a human mm-hmm. family. It's like, okay, she needs someone who understands loss. Yeah. So that's she said in um, 
and having siblings going from well she had amy Mm -hmm. yeah and what was it orly said in legacy like i i didn't know they'd momentarily lose their way but i knew you needed each other and Mm -hmm. she said that i've actually pushed bront to deny alden and della's request and to put you with grady and emeline Mm -hmm. instead Cool. Uh, so again, she used Bronze grumpiness to her advantage, <laughs> and um, yeah, that was her. And then Sophie, Sophie's response to that was, "Well, it has nothing to do with you." And I'm always like, <sighs> Sophie. Mm-hmm. Um, one fifteen. Which, except Orly's not actually like mad at Sophie. She's actually just really sad. Mm-hmm. It makes me angry. Anyway, one fifteen. Uh oh, yes. So Sophie's like realizing, for the first like time, really realizing. So I had Elvin parents, if I'm Elvin. She said, she met Alden's eyes, her lips already forming the question, uh, because it was how had two average humans ended up raising an elf? More importantly, why? Um, She met Alden's eyes, her lips already forming the question, but stopped at the last second. She wasn't ready to hear about the family who'd abandoned her. Whatever their story was, she doubted it was a good one, and she pretty much had all the bad news she Mm. could take for one night. I said, um, actually, no, Sophie, it's it's a great story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um... Abandoned is the wrong word. Yeah. 118 is the next... It the, That's the whole point point of the Moonlark thing. Mm-hmm. Is not that you're it's abandoned, it's be. that, yeah. I'm, you know, I told you I'm writing... I told Sydney this. I'm writing an orally point of view of a bunch of different scenes because I just wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that she, like, has to tell herself is, like, it has to be this way. This is mm-hmm. the way that it has to be for Project Moonlark to succeed. Yeah. Like, it has to be this way because she... In Legacy, randomly looks at Sophie, like, after she does her makeup, and is just, like, you know, like, oh, like, stares yeah. at her forever, and then so she says something like, I forget what she says, but she apologizes, I think, and then she's like, um, I wish, and then she just trails off, and obviously what she wanted to say, she was like, oh, you look so different than when you first came here, you're so grown up, which is how it has to be, I just wish, and then mm-hmm. she trails off, and I was like, Okay, first of all, you're so obvious. Mm-hmm. Second of all, Bront is watching you. Bront obviously knows by that point. Mm-hmm. Bront probably guessed in, like, Nightfall. Mm-hmm. Anyway, because um, that's whenever he starts being really nice to Sophie. Like, mm-hmm. like suspicious nice to Sophie. So. Interesting. I bet he figures it out after book five somehow. I don't know. I'll figure that out. Um, uh, the process is painless. Yes, Ellen, on page 118. The process is painless is a line that I see reused a lot. Mm. Um, and I painless. love it. It's funny because Orly, Sounds like an Alden thing. Alden if not, said that. But or- Orly said it. No whenever, reason to worry. The process will be painless. And, yeah, he probably has. Ellen says it in, um, what was it? See, painless. He snapped the ball of green light. And he's like, see, it's painless. Mm. And so I have the process is painless. He says it again. Ellen says it a couple of times. Orly, whenever she's about to do Sophie's makeup, is like, this will be painless, I promise. Tarek. Tarek's the other one. He says, the process is painless whenever he's about uh, to disguise Sophie. So we have all the par- potential parents. <laughs> Except Tiergan. Unless he says something. He may say something later. Like, uh, oh, don't worry. I'm going to try to read your mind. It will be painless. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think he does. But yeah. we'll get to that. It's in my notes if he does. That's See, I thought he did. <laughs> um, I think mine's next. 121 is my next note. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Um... If the Owen theory is right, he's probably like, oops, is the note. Um, what was it that he said? <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, she t- she grabs on a fire lashes, like, pulls on them, and he's like, what are you doing? Sorry, nervous habit. You tear out your eyelashes? It doesn't hurt. Still. You sound like my mom. <laughs> <laughs> if he yeah. was her dad, he was probably like, 
Huh. He's oh, probably wow. not, but I don't think he is. That'd be really funny. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, what if she said that? That'd be really funny if she accidentally said that to like if she she didn't, but if she had accidentally said that to Orly or told Tyrion like you sound like Grady, mm-hmm. <laughs> they'd be like, <laughs> oh, that's funny, funny. Where did right you there. get that from? Okay. Um. So this next note, I don't know exactly where it is because of the page number thing. I'm gonna guess it's about five pages behind. Let's see. I just wrote down um a hint at Squall. So we gotta see wherever Julian shows up. Or is Dex talking about? Wait, give me a second. Because on page 159 of the normal edition, it says <clears throat> they're talking about Grady and Adeline, and Dex says, My mom thinks it'll be good for them having you around. Wait, that must not be what I was pointing at. What was I pointing at? I know that he gets tested as a froster later. Mm-hmm. It's not that. I think it's just that. His mom wants Sophie around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, Sophie would be a great influence. Let me uh, l- see, meet um, Sophie. Yep. It must just be that. Yeah, but I was just like, hmm, interesting that he brings up his mom, who we haven't even met yet, I don't <laughs> think. Or barely. We barely meet her. No, I think we just met Kessler at the beginning. You meet Kessler, but then Julian brings Dex over. Which proves that you have, anything any character does, you have to think about their mm-hmm. ulterior motive. Because she did. One. The page before... You think she's, um, just bringing, she's just trying to help her lonely son, but no. Mm-hmm. She's actually part of a secret group. On page 58, I said, oh my goodness, but I don't know what it is. Um, oh. Sophie shrugged. A lot of people are never the same after someone they love dies. Mm-hmm. That's why I wrote that. I was like, why is it all caps? <laughs> oh. Okay, my next one's on 180. Okay, so I think you're you're before me. Um, yep. Here you go. 175. <clears throat> um, so she's Morella or this is just another random little note. Morella and Sophie are talking and I, Sophie says, what's Exilia? And Morella says, the school where they send the hopeless cases. It's pretty much a guarantee you'll end up scooping mammoth poop at the sanctuary when you grow up. And that's if you're lucky. I forgot that was a job. Yep. And so I was like, is Jurek, did Jurek go to Exilium? Remember the random guy in Everblaze? That makes sense because he was always like, the council's so incompetent. Yeah. And Sophie actually had that same attitude when she was at Exilium because she was I like, I feel like he needs to show up again. Let, mm-hmm. If, he probably will. He's probably mm-hmm. more important than we originally thought. But, because I remember when Sophie said to him, she's like, how could the counselors let something like this fall out of ruin? There's no money here, and mm-hmm. everyone has money, so why? And then... Plot twist. Jarek is her dad. Anyway. <laughs> no. Is he even an elf? He, he is an elf. What else would he be? He's talentless. Yeah. Yeah, he can't be. Oh, so he can't have gone to Exilium. Oh, wait, no. Well, yeah, you can, can because you can get kicked out early. Exilium, you don't have to have a talent. Yeah, you don't have to. But Foxfire, you do after a while. But then uh, you, you get sent. You can't go to the elite level. Yeah, the elite levels. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, but I don't think Jerks are dead because he's talented. No, no, yeah. That's why you ruled out Kessler, too. <laughs> he's not, yeah, he's not. Also, that'd be gross if Kessler's like, yeah, Dex, you like Sophie? Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, Stupid so my... theories. Stupid <laughs> theories everywhere. I love these random theories. Oh, up. and then I wrote on that same page... I think it's because they keep roasting each other or something. Um, oh, this part. Morella shot her another warning look. 
Fitz and Bianca, their dad's super important. Their whole family is. And then she's talking about bad... Morella's talking about bad matches. And, um... And Dex. And I was just like, it's a really funny scene. We Really weird seeing the characters not be friends. Mm-hmm. It's just That's so true. weird There's so that much back. development uh-huh. you don't realize. Yeah. Oh. I love it. Okay. Go ahead. And the difference in Sophie's maturity, too, from this book to Lodestar. Or mm-hmm. not, Legacy. I always say Ellen. I'm like, Lodestar. Legacy. That's what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Okay. My next one is 180. Because Sino's like, haha, um, what is it? I give the new girl six months before they ship her off to Exilium. <laughs> but how long did it end up being? She's not far off. Because from book one to book two, that's a, that's almost a year. Then book two to book five is another year. So it was, it was like less than a year and a half before Sophie was sent to Exilium. So Sina wasn't far off. Wow. Sina and her and I over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really doubt that she's an I. And then my next one is page 183. Is that still before you? Yep. Cool, cool. Um, 183, it's just sus. So I have to figure out who's sus. Let's see. Oh, is that Sir Tyrgan? It's Tyrgan. Okay. Tyrgan. Um, Tyrgan is sus. It says she she found, she came in the the room. Sorry, am I too early, Sir Tyrgan? She asked as he startled to his feet. Like Mr. Mm-hmm. Darcy or something. For real. <laughs> you know when Elizabeth walks in the room like her hair's done, he's like. <laughs> we both stood up. Or jumped I, back. I, I fell back. <laughs> um, he tucked at the edge of his faded black cape. Of course not. Like, of course you're not too early. But please just call me Tyrion. I am not a member of the nobility. Mentor or no? Um, okay. She agreed. Not sure what to say to that. I get Tyrion and Tarek mixed up. Oh, it's just How? right now. Okay, yeah. names. I used to mix up Morella and Maruka, but before they got important. Mm. No, they're easy. Mm-hmm. I think it's because Tyrion and Tarek are both. Hi. Is is Tarek? Tarek's not even blonde, is he? No, he's brown hair, brown wavy hair. I don't know why they're just this this tall joke. male figures, and <laughs> I just mix them up on the wiki. And it was like, who's the hottest counselor? And you know, I was Orly, so like it was really funny <laughs> because they're like, who's the hottest counselor? And who is Tarek, the hottest Tarek counselor? Tarek was like one of the most active uh, role players on there. <laughs> so Tarek, I. I, I I said something on there to make it clear I was there, but not to mm-hmm. answer anything, just to make it more interesting, because there yeah. had already been this whole theory floating around that Tarek liked Orly, uh, and Tarek was like, uh, and so it was just really funny. I forgot, but it was really I awkward figure, and Who really is funny. the hottest counselor? Um, <laughs> like, I think 50% voted Kenrick. Of course. 39% voted Tarek, so it was like, Tarek was a really close second. Yeah. And then there was like 10% Bront and... Um, Bront! <laughs> Nolan. Nolan was higher than Bront, if I remember correctly. Nolan and his ponytail. <laughs> his pushy eyebrows? <laughs> is Noni... Is sparkly yeah. eyebrows? I cannot talk lately. Is Nolan the one who has a ponytail? He's, he has sparkly eyebrows. Okay. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Um, and then... Where was I? Oh, yes. Sus. Continuing the Tiergen thing. Um, um, okay, she agreed. She kind of looks around... She waited for Tyrion to tell her what to do, but he just stood there, studying her super intently, like he was searching for something. Uh, should I sit? That's what Orly does in mm-hmm. Legacy! You've oh! mentioned this! Oh, I didn't even also, think Also, you just knocked a necklace off the table <laughs> onto your ankle, and I watched it fall. <laughs> anyway. No, I didn't even realize that before. Like, she just, like, holds, like, she's just staring at her face for, like, forever. 
Like it's like she's searching her features, and then that's the same thing that Sophie said that she did to Kenrick and never seen searching his features for some sort of similarity. And I thought we realized this before. No, or something about sitting. No, we just stared. No, that was Tarek. Oh, it was Tarek. Tarek stood there forever, but it didn't say he was studying her super intently. It said he was trying to take a reading, like looking mm. through her almost. Yeah. So you're studying her. Read that's it again. Read it again. Suspicious. Um. She waited for Tyrion to tell her what to do, but he just stood there, studying her super intently, like he was searching for something. Searching for something. Mm-hmm. Searching for, as it says in Never Seen, when Sophie's looking at Kenrick's statue, searching for some sort of similarity, some final confirmation. Hmm. <sighs> Interesting. I'm happy. Oh, yes, okay. I'm, I'm so... We need to go through this theory and make sure there's not any holes. There's... Okay, continuing. Um, this scene is this sus. I'm okay. just worried there's holes, but I, I don't think there are. Uh, should I sit? She finally asked. He shook his head, snapping out of his daze. Actually, I prefer to probe thoughts standing up. I think better on my feet. She tensed as he moved, moved toward her, the coarse fabric of his cape scra- scraping against the floor. Fitz had told her probing would be part of telepathy training, but the whole concept still freaked her out. I know this process is unsettling, Sophie. He says their eyes met as he reached for her forehead, and he must have noticed the fear in them because he has Imagine you're just like, I know this process. <laughs> you're reaching for people's foreheads. I just, like, scooted across the room. Yeah, um, I tried to grab her forehead. It's <laughs> just so awkward. I know anyway. this process is unsettling, Sophie, given your background, but it's a crucial step to, a crucial step to telepathy training is to establish a connection between mentor and prodigy. Mm-hmm. It's like, like DNA. <laughs> <laughs> she nodded, forcing herself to hold still as he placed a hand on each of her temples and closed his eyes. The bells chimed to the end of lunch. She counted 87 more seconds before his eyes popped open and wrinkle puckered his brow. I can't do this anymore. Where's legacy? Oh, gracious. She's knocking books off the table. I had to get to legacy. I know exactly verbatim. I... Hold on. She's... <laughs> I'm being skeptical because Tarek has a lot of similarities in his Not like this. Writing this is... like Tyrion. <sighs> Where is it? Playing devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. That's good. I need someone to, to talk to. <sighs> she counted to... I wonder if it's the same number two. That would be so funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's where Orly yells at Bron. I just quoted that. <laughs> I'm so excited right now. Okay. Did you just tear your page? Oh, no, that was already torn. Um, okay, look at all the notes on this page, by the way. I have two bookmarks and an underline. This is mm-hmm. this page. Okay, <clears throat> so rereading that part from book one. Mm-hmm. Wait, where did it go? Uh, 183, there we go. All right, rereading what I just read. Um, the bells chimed the end of lunch. She counted 87 more seconds before his eyes popped open and a wrinkle puckered his brow. This is Legacy, <gasps> Orly and Sophie. 87 again? She made it to, no, 73. Aw, oh, man. Before a pucker formed between Orly's perfect eyebrows. Is something wrong, Sophie asked. Forehead puckers are rarely good news. That, I... I mean, people's foreheads pucker a lot. In this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I attempted to... to they do, it. but then... After studying someone's face for an extended okay, amount of do, time... Do a, okay, pause it. And do a search in the other books for forehead puckers. <laughs> okay, one second. Yeah. Okay. Um, we figured out that, yes, she uses eyebrows puckering a lot. But here's my question. I need to see... I think she does. I need to see proof 
of parallelism? Like, does Shannon just use the same phrases over and over again, or does she use them specifically? So, they both study Sophie's face and make up, like... Well, not parallelism between them, but is there another instance where... Oh, yeah. It was mostly in exile. No. Another instance where we find out something that's similar to something else in the language is similar? Yeah, mostly in exile. I have notes on it for whenever Wait, no. we do that. Who? Tyrkin and Orly. No, not Tyrkin and Orly. <laughs> like, another example where... Say if Forkle, I guess not. It's hard. Maybe I need to read her other books, finish reading her other books to understand. I'm trying to figure out, does Shannon as an author write things the same way when they're similar? Or Or is it just her writing style? Or is it just her writing style? So is she trying to be symbolic? Mm -hmm. Is she trying to? Because I would. Mm -hmm. And so I would, I could... 100% 100% see it if Shannon would, but I just want mm-hmm. to know if we're making a big deal out of nothing or not, because we both would do that. Mm-hmm. I just want to know if Shannon would or not. She might. But there's not anything else to compare it to. Mm-hmm. So. Except the Skyfall series. Yeah, except there's not another big reveal. We can compare it to a rally, which is what we're doing. I mean, it's 100%. This The mm-hmm. whole scene, though, it's not just the forehead. It's So it starts with, they get there. The person's kind of hesitating, stares at her face. You're comparing this to the Lodestar? Legacy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Orly, I actually, I'll read the thing so you know exactly what I'm talking about, because okay. most people probably don't have this, like, playing in their head. Um, so, <laughs> whenever they first get there, Sophie's like, huh, looks like Bront's place to me. And Bront is like, <gasps> um, here it is. Uh, oh, please tell me you're not giving me a makeover. It'll be painless, Orly promised. Somehow I doubt that will be the case for both Sophie and myself, Brunt muttered. Sophie had never felt such a strong bond with a pointy-eared counselor in all her life. Orly clicked her tongue at both of them and patted the chair's cushion, which was, of course, pink. So, time for a, for a makeover from a counselor. Definitely the weirdest day ever. Mm-hmm. And that's page 183 in book one that you're looking for. Okay. Um, um, I'll stay true to who you are, Orly promised, tilting Sophie's chin from side to side, studying each of her features for what felt like an eternity. Sophie had to start counting the passing seconds to stop herself from squirming. Does it say that she had to stop herself from squirming specifically? I know she just writes the same scene. Mm-hmm. So okay, so I'll race. read this one. Mm-hmm. She waited for Tiergan to tell her what to do, but he just stood there, studying her, su- studying her super intently, like he was searching for something. Uh, should I sit? She finally asked. He shook his head, snapping out of his daze. And then he starts to read her mind. She has mm-hmm. to count. And so Orly's doing Sophie's makeup, right? And so she has She's to get close to. to her. And then Tyrion has to do read a her probe mind. and has to get close to her. Mm-hmm. Um, does it say their eyes met? Um, do, 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 not here. Um, not yet, no. But it does have... It says she she counted, so that's what's about to happen in book one. Because mm-hmm. Tyrion starts to read her mind, she counts to what? She nodded, forcing herself to hold still as he placed a hand on each of her temples and closed his eyes. Does she force herself to hold still? She had to count. Sophie had to start counting the passing seconds to stop herself from squirming. Mm-hmm. Um, the she bells chimed at the end of one. She counted eighty-seven more seconds before his eyes popped open and a wrinkle puckered his brow. She made it to seventy-three before a pucker formed between Orly's perfect eyebrows. Well, he is probing her. So, and it is kind of like ha- what Tarek does. Mm-hmm. But it's also then, a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, is something wrong, Sophie asked, since forehead puckers were rarely good news? 
Heath, and then she's, of course not, you just look so, so, it's hard to explain. You've changed since the first day I met you. You're not a little girl anymore, which is just how it's supposed to be. I just wish Orly looked away. I can't tell if he's totally fatherly here, or if he's just acting kind of the same way Tarek does. Mm-hmm. Because then, he's like, she's like, I take it you couldn't hear anything either, she mumbles. If you weren't so obviously alive, I would assume I was probing a dead mind. And then for the rest of it, it just continues like a normal session. I don't know. Okay, let's Let's keep going. Let me see the rest of the session. Um... Hmm. Well, she immediately can read his mind, and it says all the color drained from his face, and he turned away, steadying himself against one of the chairs. In that case, I suggest you have a seat. We need to have a very long talk about ethics. Yeah, so is he just nervous because he can't probe her mind? I didn't realize she was that powerful. Yeah. Which is interesting, because he's like, technically, he seems to be kind of the second command of the collective. Yeah, that's why. It's weird that he doesn't mm -hmm. know. It's weird. Because... Obviously, later, Tyrion is written so intently to be very careful about what he says. Mm-mm-mm. Well, there is a cheerful thought. She, it's right after he said, if you were so obviously alive, I would assume I was probing a dead mind. Well, there is a cheerful thought. She scraped together the courage to ask her next question. Does that mean there's something wrong with me? He mm-hmm. frowned like his mind had wandered somewhere else again. Mm-hmm. Whenever Orly stares into the distance and Bronze like, <laughs> Orly, let's Well, but he is on the collective. I have no doubt you are exactly the way you were intended to be. There could easily be even more layers. She'd heard I'm just people trying to make sure we're not adding an extra layer. Mm-hmm. She'd heard people use that expression before, and it was usually reassuring. But the way he said it made the hairs on her arms stick up, especially when she noticed the way his hands had started shaking. Mm. And then that's when he asks, can you tell me what I'm thinking right now? And she, she said, you're wondering how to train me if you can't probe my mind. All the color drained from his face, and he turned away, setting himself against one of the chairs. Can you probe her mind now? Who? Can, you, can Tyrion break into her mind now? Dworkul's only done where he can and Fitz can. Hmm. Hmm. Because there's a specific point of trust. I mean, it would yeah. be really suspicious if Dworkul was just like, eh, we'll let Tyrion do it. Well, you're done looking for your biological parents, right, Sophie? Uh-huh. Hmm. He's probably oh, also yeah. like, oh, she just read my mind. What if she realizes what I'm thinking about her? Oh, no. Okay, so we know there's the layer... You could read this at face value, mm-hmm. but then we know Shannon was also intentional about it because there's the layer of him being on the black swan. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to figure out, like I said, if there's another layer you can add on top of it because there could be. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's he just move on. He reacts very strongly to things, mm-hmm. and he's. Why did this turn into a parent theory episode? <laughs> because he's so suspicious, and wait until we get to like two and three. He's so suspicious in three. There's this one scene I was like. Okay. D- this would make Tarek be on the Never Seen. I, I think that Tarek. He might be. Never Seen. He's so suspicious. He's. Just... What motive would he have? Okay, we gotta focus. <laughs> because if he really is talentless and he's faking his ability, that's his motive. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. That, by the way, the the same Tarek that I was talking about on the wiki has the same theory as me about that, mm-hmm. and I was like, hi. Um. Yes, I agree. Um. I didn't know other people thought that. Okay. We gotta keep going. Um, I have a note on 190. On 182? I don't know why I said it out of order. Sorry. It was, um... Basically, it says that the... I don't know where it is. Oh, right. She could imagine the kind of report Bront would get from her PE session. 
Orly mentions, uh, this might have just been about the receptionist, but Orly mentions in the later books, like, oh yeah, I made sure Bron didn't receive any of the reports and I read them all myself. <laughs> so, she, that's what she, that's whenever she was like, I was trying to protect you. I made, I made sure Bron didn't hear anything. So, I, I said, wait, didn't Orly say she received all the reports? Like, I don't think you need to worry too much about Bron there. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry, what's, it's your turn. Um, do you do your 189 now? Oh, okay, I didn't know, I don't remember what your page number was. Mm-hmm. Um... Positive inflicting. Right. Um, she says, when someone makes you feel things, makes you laugh, makes you cry, causes you incredible pain. I'm going to stop there because I know this is a plot hole now, officially, because mm-hmm. um, I reread book two. And Sophie was talking to Bront, um, so whenever Alden's mind had broken, she was like, but can you make people feel positive things? And he's like, ha, inflicting can only be done with negative emotions, you incompetent child. Mm-hmm. And then inflicts on her. Um, Some people laugh out of fear. Yeah, but he also was like, you can't yeah. inflict with negative emotions. And yeah, he's closed-minded. But oh, Morella says, emotions. there's only... Wait, what, sorry. He was saying it can only be done with negative. Positive mm-hmm. is impossible. And Morella said, there's only one inflictor and he's on the council. But there might be another. Um, makes you... But she said, makes you laugh. Yeah. Which just mean It could mean Morella's just a kid who doesn't know about inflicting. Mm-hmm. But that also... You can explain it away, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think there are a couple plot holes in this. And... I think the other books are fairly waterproof mm-hmm. for plot holes, but I've mm-hmm. noticed things in this. And I'm like, book one, hmm. like, that's a mistake. Which makes sense, because she had to rewrite it so There's many times. There's a lot of pages, yeah. too. Like, yeah. think about the whole series. It's thousands of pages. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what's your, what's pain, which page I, number is your um, So this was just interesting. T- take this as you will. Okay. So she's talking about Prentice possibly being her dad. And she says, Quinlan had also implied she was a keeper. So if Prentice was a keeper, could that mean they were related? Could he be her father? The pieces fit. Abandoning a child was illegal for humans. She doubted it was any less of a crime here. And if Prentice was a talented telepath, maybe he was a washer. Maybe he could alter the minds of two human parents and make them believe the child was theirs. I just thought it was interesting that she... She realized all the steps that would need to be taken. Well, she was completely wrong. Yeah, uh-huh. Mm, like us, sometimes. Anyway, she's like, when we thought Quinlan was Forkel. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> before he came in and, yeah. what was it? Nightfall. Um, and then, like, we were so convinced. Yeah. It made sense, I promise. It, it did. It did. <laughs> See, that's why I'm paranoid. Because of Quinlan. But, um. But his, wasn't, it, his wasn't too perfect. It was just like. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was like he's the only one left. He must be it. But um, but they imply in book one that telepathy is so rare. But there's uh-huh. literally like there's 30 so many telepaths. telepaths. There's like two empaths and like thirty telepaths. At least in this part of the nobility, mm-hmm. who she interacts with. And they have a problem with. in book three. They're like, well, I guess we have to wait until we have another empath on the council. Mm. I'm like, who are you? Who are we implying we're voting off? So anyway. My point here was that she says, and if Prentice was a tale- talented telepath, maybe he was a washer. And I was like, she takes him being a washer as a reason he could be her dad. And I was like, that's interesting. Not really true. But then I was like, JC's Kenrick theory, uh, but yeah, I don't I, agree with it. Kenrick's black swan based, not moonlark. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm sticking to. Whether or not I can. Ah, I almost fell. Um, 213. Ah, yes. Whenever they splotch, they splotch match. Um... Sorry, I have to flip a few pages. 
And I might be a bit ahead of you, but I'll pass it back afterwards. Basically, remember they do the splotching match. They throw little paintballs. Remember in, like, um, in Lodestar? When Counselor Henry is like, yeah, actually has 12 counselors yes. at a splotching match. I want to read that so bad. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to write it. I really just want to read it because mm-hmm. I want to see them. I mean, it's a post-Everplace Council, granted, so it's not going to be as amusing as it could be, but I, I just want to see Bron get splotched because Bron lost. That's the thing. I Bron just, wasn't the most powerful. Uh, I wish Kinnerick was there because you could do like a, a Kinnerick so saying, pink, pink, make Bron look pretty in pink. <laughs> <laughs> a parallel. Oh, but he's dead. Oh. Mm, okay. Anyway. Oh, unless they had the splotching match way earlier to find out in advance. Maybe, but yeah. Emery kind of implies that it was recent because uh-huh. it was. I think no, and maybe it was Derek. Derek, Counselor Derek. Counselor Derek was the strongest with telekinesis, um, and he implied that he was like, "Yeah, Counselor had a splotching match of flourish to determine who would be the strongest with their telekinesis to lift mm-hmm. it." And he's like, "But that's a story for another time." I'm like, mm-hmm. "I'm gonna hear that story now." Yeah. Okay. Um, do my you have one? Is, my next is two nineteen. Nineteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, yep, I said, yep, two things. So, this is whenever, pink, 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 make Fitz look pretty in pink. <laughs> and then, uh, he's, the whole time, Kip was like, yes, yes, defeat Fitz, Sophie, he can take Fitz down, mm-hmm. yeah. And so he's so, like, Some best friend it. you are. And I was like, yeah, and he's like, some best friend you are. But they're just, like, <laughs> laughing at each other. I was like, okay, two things. Number one, pink. Number two, <laughs> just the, the yeah. fact that Shannon randomly was like, yeah, let's just do pink. Coughs in certain counselor. Um, which has almost nothing to do with her. But also, it's like, Sophie, you did choose it. I mean, that's all I'm saying. I think that's Keith's fault, though. Yes, but that's all I'm saying. Um, but Keith and Fitz's friendship here? Oh. I know. They were friends. Before he was mean to him, I was... Keith still tries to be such a good friend, too. He's so sweet. They're, they're, they had a good friendship. They were nice. 223 is my next one. Where are you? Uh, mine's 235. Keep going. All right. 223. Um, this is where I said Ellen. Ellen's still low-key sus, though. Okay. Um, so, whenever she's, like, the brain push. This is actually one of the notes that you that you heard before. Mm. But it was, like, Ellen's eyes widened. Then he shook his head. Nah, couldn't be. Couldn't be what? Sophie had a horrible feeling that was really her fault. That sounds like what happens when someone does a brain push using mental energy instead of core energy. But a brain push is a highly specialized skill that only the ancients can pull off. It uses mental control. Your concentration controls how you do it, but you probably can do it. It takes a lifetime of practice to use that mental power. It must just be that you and Fitz were very evenly matched. So he's he's kind of he's kind of suspicious. I don't how know. is that suspicious? Because he's like, hmm, could be a brain push. No, no, it couldn't be. Like he's like, oh no, never mind. Like I don't know. It's just like most people would just be like. No, I, I think know. I don't think that's suspicious. Maybe not. Sus- I think that's Alden, Alden level suspicious, where he's just like, huh? What? <laughs> where he's like, really bad at he, Yeah, he's trying so to figure he must it out. Be any Alden's any? Because it's a bunch of ideas, and then just uh-huh. like, N- yeah, no. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's what it feels like. Um, two forty-one is my next one, so I think it's your turn. Okay. Because you said two. Yep, two thirty-five. Is that the? <laughs> This note autocorrected so bad. So I, I had to interpret this note because I wrote it down um, and I just left the typos for some reason. And it says, it's so funny how they're so scared that Dion is ju- going to jump Sophie, especially Dex him, because later on people ship him and Viana. 
It's like, wait. <laughs> but I think what I was saying is here, when Sophie's about to go to Biana and Fitz's, and she's talking about it with um, Morella and Dex, and they're like, why would you go with her? And he says, um... <laughs> or Morella says, how do you know this isn't a trap? Invite you over, then humiliate you. You could be walking into an ambush. And then Sophie says, that's not what this is. And Dex says, what? You think she isn't capable about Biana? Mm-hmm. Um... It's just ironic because later people ship him and Biana, mm-hmm. and he thinks that she's like this evil witch who's gonna, um, basically be stealing. trap yeah. Sophie. Trap Sophie. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's and the way they're like, what was it? You could be walking to a trap. I can just picture like <laughs> Biana leaping out of the shadows like the never seen. Biana is the never seen. <laughs> New plot twist. Biana's the leader of the never seen. She's in charge of Vespera. That whole nightfall thing it was a cover up. It would be funny to turn Biana evil. She'd be a good evil mm-hmm. person. Yep. She'd be scary. But yeah. I don't think she would. Who else can we turn evil? Um Council Carrick. But like <laughs> any of the kids. Legitimately. Uh maybe like Biana has the most motivation. Maybe one of Dex's triplet siblings. Or all of them. <laughs> what? That's uh, so random. Because he's talentless. The oh, maybe. Are... I was thinking of the kids. If Shannon were to be like, haha, um, you're actually joining the Never Seen. Um. Anyway. Cam got the closest to it. I don't know. Yeah. Um. My next one is 241. So yeah, it looks like that's before yours. Um. Mm-hmm. I just said, your lying skills, face palm. This is another one of the similarities. They're lying, Orly and Sophie, mm. their lying skills are so bad. Um, whenever she she used her telepathy to track Fitz's and Keith's thoughts, how did you do that, Keith commanded? You ran straight toward us, like you knew where we were. I, she racked her brain for a credible <laughs> excuse, heard you. <laughs> heard us how? Keith cocked his head, glancing at her, at her hand on his arm and then back at her. Hiding something, Foster? Mm. And Fitz goes, she probably heard you crashing through the bushes like a Sasquatch. I think the whole world did. <laughs> no, I don't think that's what it is. And Bianca's like, you're just mad because you lost. I heard you. <laughs> Those lying skills. She says something later um, to Adeline. Oh, no, it was on Lodestar. Okay, you know when she gets back from visiting Orly and, like, traveling with Flory and she has dirt in her hair? And Adeline's like, is that dirt in your hair and they were supposed to just be visiting a louboutin the black swan's mm-hmm. hideout and sophie goes <laughs> so, oh and she's like whenever adeline goes is that dirt in your hair her and fritz are both like oh no and they start like trying to brush it out of their hair <laughs> and adeline's like and sophie goes well uh you know how muddy underground uh-huh. glass can be <laughs> i was literally like mm. and it was like she's pretty sure that was the lamest excuse in the history mm-hmm. of lame excuses and i was like it was. Yeah. <laughs> you know how muddy underground forests are. I heard you. <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> There's nothing to know. <laughs> nothing at all. Oh, my goodness, the things that they say. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more notes I know. But they're so funny. Um, here it is. My next one is 258. Is it still? Uh, no, I have 235. Cool. Wait, no, I have 278. That's the one that Continue. you do. Okay. 258 is uh, when Dex was, oh, back when Dex was the first friend that she thought of. Um, mm. She she was like, yeah, hey, Dex, do you think you can help me practice iron purification? Like, for whenever she mm-hmm. first was like, oh, I'm going to need well, to work he on alchemy. Well, d- he also knew the most about 
alchemy. Mm-hmm. But it's like, mm-hmm. now she would ask, like, Keith for tutoring help. Even in exile, she pretended that Keith was over just to help to tutor her. Really funny. <laughs> really? I haven't read exile in so long. It was so funny because Grady comes upstairs and he's like, what are you doing here? And keeps like, I'm, I'm teaching Foster how to use her photographic memory. Because Sophie made up one of her really bad lies then. She was like, um, we're working on something. Working on Alden. And keeps like, yeah, I'm helping Foster with her photographic memory. I have one too. And Grady's like, huh. And he's like, yeah, I remember how close she was to failing midterms. I'm going to make sure she doesn't fail. And Grady's like... <laughs> Okay, you can see, but I'm not like being Sophie's face. parent, and she's just running around with her her friends doing mysterious stuff all the time, and you have to deal with it, and they're obviously lying to you. Mm-hmm. Just like, and just like, mm, okay. You just walk upstairs to Keith and Sophie, and they're just sitting on the floor with a memory log, and Sophie's like, uh huh, <laughs> 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 constantly, actually... and then he's going downstairs. What, what are they doing? Huh? <laughs> I don't know. They're trying to nothing. figure out that dangerous organization again. They're investigating yeah. the next one. I told them not to. And, and she one just time, constantly disobeyed. One time in book two, she goes and like raids Jolie's room while they're gone, and Sandor stands as guard at the door. Mm-hmm. And then whenever she comes out, she stuffs all the books in her back waistband <laughs> and turns around and like faces Adeline. She's like, "Hi, Adeline." Oh, uh, I want to see like, this Hi. in an animated series. And Sandor so just like badly. grabs the books from behind her, and she's he's standing behind her, and just takes the books and hides them silently. She's just like. <laughs> Okay, but listen, if it were animated, that would be so funny. It would be so funny. I really need a, I really need someone to animate this in, like, anime-ish style, but not quite. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay, my next one isn't until page 301, so. Okay. 270. Yay, I actually have some. Um, They're mostly just reactions. I kind of read this yeah. book in a, in a really relaxed manner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... So 270, I was just reading where Cassius and Sophie interact, and it's almost like she's setting Cassius up to be um, Gisela's, in Gisela's spot. Oh, like originally Gisela's, he was supposed to be mm-hmm. evil. I wrote down, I wonder if Shannon planned Cassius being evil before Gisela. Um, just because of the, I look forward to, right, right here. But what she really didn't like was the way Cassius had looked at her, like he was trying to see through her. The last thing he'd said, I look forward to seeing what you can do. Almost like he knew something she didn't. Um, totally gave her the creeps. Like, that's never been explained, and so I wonder if she was trying to set that up. In book two, Keith says, I forget exactly what the conversation was before it, but Keith's like, yeah, my dad says he finds you intriguing. And Sophie's like, ew. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, but- I wonder, or... Maybe somehow Shannon will follow that up with Cassius leaving suspiciously and unlocked. That's another thing we need to look for. You know how... Why does he leave again? He just disappears when he hears something. He's like, oh, bye, and leaves. Yeah. Because they're starting to get on to him about something, and he's like... Yeah, we need to look that up Mm -hmm. and make a mental note to look for clues, because that could be interesting. But yeah, I wonder if that's a Shannon mistake or if it was intentional to even lead us off track in... Everblades, like, oh, that's what she's been playing. I think you have. I think oh, I do have a lot more notes. I'm not um, in again until 301. 277. What did I say here? Oh, oh yeah. I can't see. So, our computer, my computer doesn't have like how long we've been recording on it, it just has a like a metronome a thing at the top. 
so we're not even gonna know how long this episode is till we export it oh no oh well it's fine um 277 since when did keith give her jewelry and then i wrote Mm. down three books later keith gives her jewelry right (laughs) serious relationship development because she's so weirded out by it and then he gives her jewelry and she's like she's like i will treasure it forever Mm -hmm. he he only gives her the panics necklace right yeah well she says that she wants so he gives his mom something Uh like a necklace and she's like oh that's so nice of you and he's like she never wore it yeah she's like i would have worn it does he give her anything else she gets random jewelry she has jewelry from fitz keith and dex now no, she doesn't have anything else from Keith because he backed mm-hmm. off after. Ugh, it's fine. <laughs> she has a painting, um, though. Yeah, the paintings and things like that. That was so sweet. Oh, I almost cried. I, I loved the, oh, oh Keith Foster. I won't love Okay. This is a very short side note, but I watched Sense and Sensibility last night, and people, that is the first time I've ever had a ship actually happen. Mm-hmm. She was freaking out. It was I've, really funny. She was, she was so mean, too. I was I, like, every time I was she would get upset, dying. I was like, it, get, it gets worse. <laughs> yeah, I was just dying. I, I was, like, laying on the floor. It's like, I have no will to live. I cannot move. And then he's like, <laughs> I was like, worse. what if I just died right now? Oh, cut that out, because that's a spoiler. Is it? Okay. Well, it's no, it's not. Yeah, I said his name because now we know. Now they know which ship oh. wins. But I was like, what if? What if the love interest just died right now? And I was like, yeah, just bring in Finn. <laughs> um, so then I wrote down on the same page. I'm sorry, we just have to think about that Key Foster relationship development for a few seconds longer. Just, <laughs> I just love it. She's so weirded out, and then later they're like crying on each other's shoulders and stuff oh, anyway yeah. my little sister she's um 11 she's just finished book four and she said she cried five times and i was uh, like oh she cried at, like she said she didn't cry in the window sleepover because it's sweet but she cried in that keith scene where with the sticky notes she said she cried whenever sophie first went in there and saw keith sad she cried whenever she saw who am i she cried whenever she saw, did they ever love me? She oh cried when she saw that they left him in Atlantis. She cried, um, okay, my little sister's name is Makala. We call her Kala. She cried when the gnome Kala died. She cried at the end whenever Keith left Sophie. Of course. That's the, mm. all of those times she cried. And I was, she's starting Lodestar now, and I was like, oh, wow. Oh, no. Because <laughs> the end of Lodestar. And never seen our intense. The end of Lodestar is the only one that I legitimately cried in. I cried a little bit in book three, but mostly on the reread because the first time I was in shock. Four, I didn't cry in, but I was really sad at the end. Five, I cried. I I actually cried. I was like, no. (laughs) Me at the end of Unlocked. It's like, yeah. JC was like on the phone, are you okay? I was like, are you okay? (laughs) I was so worried because you were just silent. Okay, pain, we're moving on. Um... Uh, on the same page, it must not be the same page. Oh, it's the next page. Um, I just wrote down, Alvar, sorry I'm late. I got held up at customs. And I wrote down, yeah, right, you traitor. Oh, yeah. There were so many um, so many notes in Exile, too, where he's, like, being suspicious. Oh, yes. it's so, it's so, mm. He's so suspicious. Because mm-hmm. my next note is 281. Alvar asked so many questions. How did, how did we not suspect him? Oh. He's worse in exile, just because, so you know. Really? Mm-hmm. Because right here he's like, um, where is it? It's also a hoax, Alvar added. But what's this about the cipher? And why would Grady have scrolls about the black swan? 
and all these things. Oh, and then he's like, does he still have the scrolls about the black swan? In exile, he's like, so what were you and Alden doing? Where were, can you please, I know it's classified, but it fits, and then he just hangs around the whole time, fits is screaming at Sophie. How do we not see that? I mean, I guess we were younger and reading it and, fast, but And we clearly. weren't expecting traitors yet. Like, yeah. we didn't, there were had we didn't no think traitors. there were two groups until book three, and mm-hmm. you learn the next book that Alvar's never seen, so we didn't have a lot of time to theorize. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Because we read the first four books in a week. Yeah. We didn't theorize between those. Or I didn't. Uh-huh. Hmm. Yep. Okay, so there's one. Oh, yeah. And then here's where I wrote, where I wrote down. Also, how much older is Alvar than his siblings, I wonder? Who told us that? Claire. Claire. <gasps> Thank you, Claire. Yes. She figured out that he's Claire? 16 years older or something like that. It's in, it's in the group. Yeah, it's in the group Let me chat. check really quick. In case you're ever wondering how much older Alvar is, because he could potentially be, hundreds um, like, of hundreds older? of years older, um, we figured out that it's within 20 years. I know that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm trying to find it. Um, she's asking me how many levels are in that. So, he's 10 years older than Fitz, which makes him years. about 25 in the yes. book she was in. Mm-hmm. So anything that happened had to have happened that means within 10 years to turn him evil. Fitz looked for Sophie for six or seven years. He learned English for basic communication. Like, mm-hmm. she, she said, I keep forgetting how much of his life was invested in finding Sophie. That's fair. Yeah. Like, we need to give Fitz credit. We need to stop just bashing Fitz constantly. I mean, he's, uh-huh. he deserves some of it. He deserves some of it. And I will bash Sophie if I want to. Mm-hmm. But, okay, Fitz book one, Fitz is fine. Book I'll bash Keith when he's being annoying. Book two, Fitz is a... Rear end. But book one fits this time. Yeah. <sighs> Even though I didn't... I, I've told y'all that I shipped Dophi in, like, Rebellion. <laughs> I just didn't like Fitzby, and so I was like, Dophi, that's fine. Um, I didn't mind... This is weird. I didn't mind Fitzby in one, but I was also just like, ew. Like, if that's a yeah. little early. Like, they just fell on each other. They just met. Is mm-hmm. that shallow no and then and I, then at the end of book one it's like i already picked you as a sister this would just make it official and i was like <laughs> <laughs> friend zone okay um 286 oh yes this so there's just this part where it's just really ironic um only one dex told her mesmers and her are and inflictors are closely monitored but pyrokinetics are forbidden why mm. too dangerous how could it be more dangerous than someone who can inflict pain? Because fire is too unpredictable. No one can truly control it. And then Morella pops in. Plus, people died, Morella added. Who? Dex asked. Morella shrugged. I don't know. I heard five people died. That's why it's forbidden now. But but how can they forbid something like that? Sophie asked. Isn't that kind of like forbidden, forbidding someone to breathe? And it's still Morella. Nah. Some talents happen on their own as you get older, like telepathy and empathy. Others you would never know you have if something didn't trigger them. Mm. She's talking to Morella, and Morella's so nonchalant Morella's about like, it. I don't really mm-hmm. care about pyrokinetics. They need to just yeah. deal with it. There's only like and then five she or says, six Oh, relax. There's only been like 12 ever, so it's not exactly a huge problem. And she's a pyrokinetic like, who forces... How the turntables. Who literally forces herself to be triggered. Mm-hmm. Morella, my dear... It's just so funny. I wonder if Shannon knew that when she wrote this. Probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't just throw in a power connect. I mean, she could have, but I feel the like irony. I feel like Shannon knows more than we give her credit yeah. for. The only plot holes are like really small things, like mm-hmm. giving Stina two last names or something. That's not a plot point. Yeah. Um. So then, where's your next note? 
A 301. Oh, same here. <gasps> yes. Oh, oh, we have the same note. Really? Yeah, I said Forkle's sus, though. <laughs> I wrote down Forkle's brain process here is funny. Should we just read? Find wherever it is okay. and read it. Um, she is talking to, talking to Sir Aston. Uh, he said, where's your seventh star? She bit her lip. She'd been hoping he wouldn't count. Something weird happened. The stellar scope burned me when I bottled it. His eyes widened, but he shook his head. No, that's absurd. It couldn't be. Cause it, See, that's it, the same thing Owen says. Mm-hmm. I told you that was suspicious. Doesn't he make a mistake, though? No, he did it intentionally. He wanted her to learn how to bottle the fifth element, but he Oh, he didn't want... Counsel. No, no, no. He didn't want her to bring it to school. He, that's it. That's he, what I it was. He didn't want you to bring it to yeah. school. Yeah, okay, wait. Can, continue reading. I carried around in your book uh-huh. bag all day. <laughs> Do you want to see the bottle? I think there's something wrong with it, but you tell me. She decked the bundle out of... Can you imagine him right now, like... Mm-hmm the ever place did i just sign up for <laughs> what did i do uh she dug the bottle out of her satchel the icy chill stung her fingers even through the thick fabric and it was heavier than the other bottles almost like there was something solid inside the glow was blinding when she unwrapped it sir aston was always pale but he looked down the right ghostly <laughs> as he jumped back and screamed <laughs> she froze should i wrap it back up i said don't move i need to think he started pacing mumbling incoherently she, okay, will you please tell me what this is? You're freaking me out. He laughed darkly. Have you ever heard of quintessence? The fifth element? I thought that was just a myth. I'm sure what you've heard is a myth, but the element is real. Quintessence is light in its truest, m- most powerful form. Under the right conditions, this little bottle could blow up the whole building. Or worse. <laughs> She'd go, so what was worse than blowing up a building? Uh-huh. The funny thing is, um, oh, it's also funny because fire, Foxfire does kind of get blown up. But mm-hmm. it starts with him acting. He's like, what, what does he say in the beginning where he's um, acting? She's like, something weird happened. The stellar scope burned me when I bottled it. His eyes widened, but he shook his head. No, that's absurd. So that's acting. Be. He's like, couldn't be. And then she pulls it out. He's like, ah! <laughs> And just actually starts better. processing. It gets better. And she goes, she gulped. What was worse than blowing up a building? What do we do? I have no idea. He wrung his hands. How did this happen? I don't know. I was just trying to fit the pattern. The pattern was And he was metals. probably talking to himself there, like, how it's, did this was, happen? He was mumbling incoherently uh-huh. a second ago, which Tyrion did earlier in the book. He was, like, the irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I was just trying to fit the pattern. The pattern was metals. The stars on the left have met- on the list have metallic light. You should have bottled something bronze or brass. So now he's this. back to acting. So now he's acting again, because he's like, I have no idea. And he's like, okay, 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 mm-hmm. okay. I know how to do this. <laughs> um, and then she's like, I'm sorry, for some reason I thought I needed to find Elementine. He froze. Where did you learn that name? I don't know. Probably from <laughs> He's so dramatic, maps. he froze. Where no, did you Sophie. learn that name? Wink, no, Sophie. wink, wink. <laughs> I never taught you that name. No one teaches that name. <laughs> I have no idea how you, you heard of it. straight up liar. Element- Elementine is one of the five unmapped stars. Only the counselors know their exact locations, and no one's allowed to bottle their light. <gasps> <gasps> That's why they needed a counselor. Okay, I was trying to figure out why would the Black Swan be like, okay, we need a donor for Project Moonlark. Let's ask a counselor who's like, un, you know, under the constant yeah. observation of the others. They it's needed not the council secrets. Like only the counselors know where Elementine is. What does Elementine have to do with anything? They needed Sophie to have council secrets. That's why they said that she's the greatest. Why does she need, they needed need council Elementine? Secrets. Elementine? Well, mm-hmm. that's because of the Everblaze. The Everblaze doesn't... The Everblaze barely happened whenever Project Moonlight started, but Black Swan saw what the Never Seen was rising up and trying to do. Do you need... To counter it. Okay, something's not clicking. I don't remember, even though I just read this book. Why did 
they have Sophie map Elementine in the first place? Because she had to learn Elementine so that she could start looking into... Well, later she starts looking into Everblaze. She finds that Frisson can put out Everblaze, and she finds out that Ever- Elementine is one of the most essential ingredients to it. Okay, that's what I thought. Frisson. I was wondering if it had to do with Frisson, but yeah. I was like, no. Oh, well, but they if they have Kenrick, they could have gotten it from Kenrick. True, but we know Orly was her mom. Mm-hmm. And so, Kenrick could have joined after... Mm-hmm. Is what well, they planted these secrets in her mind, um, and there had to be somehow to get these these council secrets. Yeah. Like, we have to involve a counselor. Okay, well, who seems like they'd be the most receptive? I don't know how they decided mm-hmm. on Orly. That's the part that I don't know. Or maybe they even just went to Orly to ask her for, will you help us? And then they're like, oh, by the way, there's this other thing you could help us with. <laughs> Someone, yeah, maybe. Or she found out, and she's like, I'm going to do it. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I'm I just coming up. With I don't know how it too. happened, but I I was always like, why on earth would they? That's mm-hmm. what you said. You're, yeah, you're I like, was like, why would they? That was a my main thing. You're like, that was so. Uh-huh. That, wh- That's why I thought her mo- one of her parents had to be human or something. I was like, that it can't be a counselor, the, a counselor because that would be so dumb. That's literally what you said in uh-huh. the parentage episode. You were like, why did they do that? That's uh-huh. why. I've said Forkle. this the whole time. That's partially why I didn't agree with a rally. Like you can, mm-hmm. I can show you all my blog posts. Mm-hmm. Which are yeah, yeah, and that's why because they had to know the council secrets. They had to have yeah. access to a counselor, and they were like, "Well, if we use one, it might as well go all the way." Come on, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, scared of needles? Who cares? I guess I gotta not overlook things that seem like I don't know. I I'm, I'm, I love rereading this. All okay. the layers that I realize. My problem is I overthink. Mm-hmm. And, like, my overthinking makes sense, but then Shannon comes up with an explanation for my holes. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my next one's on 305, which is right before yours. Okay. Um, gotta figure out where it is. Here we go. 305, I said, even if she lied, or really wasn't about to call her out in front of the whole council. Mm. Whatever, um, so... Answer my questions honestly, and there will be no problems. This is the tribunal from mm-hmm. Sophie Bottling, the unmapped star. Oh no, and it's Orly's secret too. It's so Sophie knows it because Orly told the Black Sun. Oh no. So, uh, answer my questions honestly, and there will be no problems. And since the telepath can't monitor Sophie's thoughts, Orly has to read Sophie's emotions. Mm-hmm. Sophie nodded. The fear so consuming, she wondered if she would be sick. She kept her eyes away from Ron, knowing if she caught his cold gaze, she might lose it. Where did you learn of the existence and location of Elementine? I don't know. Her voice trembled. <gasps> and Marie- if they did get this information from a rally. Mm-hmm. Orly is right there like, oh, no. <laughs> so, so then her, their first question, where did you learn of the existence and location of Elementine? <laughs> I don't know. Her voice trembled. Emery glanced at Orly. She nodded. What made you look for it? My universe homework. Sarasin coughed behind her like he was unhappy with her answer. What was it about your homework that made you think of it? Honestly, it just sounded right. I can relate mm-hmm. to that so much. Orly nodded again, and Sophie finally understood. Orly was reading her emotions, a living, breathing lie detector. Have you any idea what to use quintessence for? Emery asked. Consider your answer carefully, Miss Foster. This is crucial. She racked her brain. There was something there, an idea so fuzzy she couldn't make sense of it. I don't know. Orly? Emery asked when Orly frowned. This is where I was like, she's not about to call her out, Sophie mm-hmm. calmed down. She's confused, she said in her fragile voice, but not lying. Emery nodded and closed his eyes and read the thoughts of the counselors, and Orly was probably like, <laughs> time to think about something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could picture her being, like, yeah. she's got to be good at, at, in some level, on hiding the thoughts in the front of her mind. 
Because mm-hmm. in Legacy, so he's like, I should warn you, I'm not good at clearing my mind. And Orly's like, I know the feeling. Yeah. Um, Does Forkle teach her? I wonder if he's sort of, or even like, you know how you have the boxes and you can like sort yeah. your thoughts into uh-huh. boxes? I wonder if he taught her. I think he I would probably be surprised. did. Because Keith does the, the thought boxes too. I don't remember how those worked or what book those were in. Oh, yeah. I don't think those are... It's not to trick a telepath, well, but yeah. does. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I mean, even Keith can keep things from the forefront of his mind so that Sophie doesn't hear them. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't think about that, so she doesn't know I like you. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we hope. So. And Sophie can keep it from Fitz, so... And so the thing is, okay, here's my thing. Just for me, and this is probably why she's bad at, like, like lying, because she, her reactions give her away and all her thoughts. Mm-hmm. So I can think something in the back of my mind, but I will be so suspicious, like... I have, like, an expressionless expression where I'll try to, like, act nonchalant. But yeah, I know it is. be like, like mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and so whenever I'm trying not to react to something, it could be, like, I'm just annoyed with people. Like, you, you saw me earlier, like, mm-hmm. try not to react because I was really annoyed. But whenever it's, it happens whenever I'm annoyed, I remember I was, like, whenever I tell the truth, I sometimes make the lying face because I overthink that people are going to think that I'm lying. And so I'm, like... So anyway, um, yeah, and then... I. But if I'm trying to, like, not overthink something, and I've noticed I do this at work, I'll, like, make a certain face and, like, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, that's why she's she's very obvious reacting, but mm-hmm. can still hide her thoughts. Because I can keep thoughts in the back of my mind. I can be like, we'll process that later, we'll process that later, but then still look very suspicious. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my next one... 307, is I said, as I was reading the scene, I was wondering how Fork would trip trick... <laughs> An empath. It's good writing that she had a telepath monitor him, but that's completely irrelevant because if Arali had monitored him, oh, she would have found out his identity though. <gasps> that's true. So, but I was like, good, oh, good job, no. Shannon, not making him have to hide it from like. Uh, uh, Sophie's the only one they monitor with an empath, mm-hmm. and so I'm sure Forkle was like, whew, they're gonna use a telepath. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 307 also. So, you know, the whole council's all sitting there in their tribunal things, and, uh, where is it? Um, uh, do you remember the stars, Miss Foster? So, Sir Aston, Emery said, Sir Aston jumped out of his throne. Uh, what were the stars she was assigned? They were, uh, Sir Aston cleared his throat mm-hmm. and fidgeted. I believe they were, Emery's sigh echoed off the walls. Do you remember Miss Foster? She leapt to her feet and gave another awkward curtsy. Yes, it was Argentina, Arifera, Peninci, Mercurion, Argentino, Ariferera, oh. Peninci, Mercurion, Stiggs, and Acromian. Acromian. Mm-hmm. Emery closed his eyes. Can you repeat those one more time, slower? She did, noticing that Kenrick was plotting the stars on a map. He sucked in a breath. I, I said, Kenrick's uh-huh. brain. Oh no, how did I cover for him now? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, who created this list? Emery demanded, glancing at Kenrick. I'm not certain, Sir Aston admitted, cowering. All the universe mentors submit them, and it wasn't the list I made. That's convenient, Bron scoffed, and Sophie's gaze followed his voice. He looked mm-hmm. even more frightening, seated at his jeweled throne. <laughs> um, but the the stars, it was like they pointed to Elementine or something. Mm-hmm. So Kenrick's, Kenrick's plotting it. He sees it, and he goes, uh-huh. How do I cover for them now? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, he has so many moments like that where he's like. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure in the annotated edition, Shannon has a note where she's like, you guys read this sentence in five seconds, like the one about chromium and 
Argentino and all of that. Mm-hmm. She's like, you guys read that sentence so quickly, but I spend hours p- having Researching to... Researching the mm-hmm. stars. Oh, no. Yeah. Try to figure out where Elementine would be and how to point. Yeah, I think it was more of naming the stars. Like, she was coming up with names kind of like we do where we spend so much time wow. researching names yeah People, yeah i've just given up i'm just like there are so many um names in tina, this that is so, tina that's fine <laughs> there are so many names in this that mean i, I forgot all of the name meanings but mm-hmm. I, I was looking at some of them and i was like whoa that that means something that's really similar to like what happens in the book yeah Tarek's name is suspicious but i forget what it means um anyway um uh, my next one is Wait, on 313 Tarek name meaning. <clears throat> okay, well, that's not going to work. Anyway. <laughs> I'll, I'll look it up in a second. Um, oh, yeah. Where's your next note? Mine is in 313. Same. Cool. I'll read mine really quick. I said, and here we begin Tarek being sus. And that's whenever I believe. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. She went up to the door, and it was... um. Uh, here are the counselor's offices. You have an appointment with Counselor Tarek. Her legs went weak from nerves, and she missed a step on the way to the door. Alden studied her before she fell. I feel that. The door opened before Alden knocked, which happens every time they visit Tarek. I think he's afraid of knocking. That was our theory. <laughs> he's just afraid yeah. of the sound. <laughs> so he always opens the door, like, while they're still walking up. Um, but anyway, he opened the door before Alden knocked, and an elf with wavy brown hair and an emerald-encrusted circlet examined Sophie with curious, cobalt blue eyes. She dropped a shaky curtsy. Do you want me to stay? Alden asked. Tarek waved him away. It works better one-on-one, you know that. Sophie's like, I'll be back in ten minutes. Relax, Sophie, no reason to worry. Tarek led her inside and motioned her to take a seat. Did Alden explain why you're here? She shook her head, and he's like, no, it's okay. There's no need to be afraid. It's about happen. It's quite an honor. Parents beg me to do this for their children, and I refuse. It causes too many problems. <sighs> it's quite a burden being the only desk crier. <laughs> okay, I don't... The, these are the way he says it. Mm-hmm. He always brings up his ability. He's like, are you doubting my abilities? That's what he says in number three. Because they're, they're like... Um, he says, I feel no no potential for danger from Fenton. And this is mm-hmm. like... Sophie enters his mind again, and he sets the room on fire. Yeah. I feel no potential for danger from Fenton. And Alden's like, actually, I find that rather more upsetting. And Tarek goes, are you if doubting you guys my want, abilities? Uh-huh, if you guys want to hear us talk about this a lot, we have an episode called Tyr- not Tyr- Tarek. Tarek. Tarek, Tarek is, is sus. sus. Uh-huh, and we basically so argue sus. about this for mm-hmm. a very long time. And then, um, what was it? He goes, are you doubting my abilities? And Orly's like, oh, he's feeling everything and nothing all at once. Surely that could confuse your desk guy. She's just like, mm-hmm. nope, not conflicts right now. I'm stressed out. Kinder gave me his catch yesterday. I'm trying to figure out what's mm-hmm. going on. Can you guys please just get along? Anyway. Anyway. Um, so I wrote down, I, this was my thoughts when I was reading it. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if I stand by them, but I'm. this is what I thought then. I said, Reading the Tarek scene in context, I think it's not sus that he opened the door. He had already been at a tribunal. He was ready. Perhaps it's just off because we're meant to get Sophie's mysterious vibes from it. Um, I don't know. I have... I think I meant that more and he's not her dad's sus. Like, mm-hmm. he might be never seen sus still. He's definitely sus. Because um, he does the same thing. She visits him again in exile. He opens the door before she gets to the door. Why and then he's like... He do that? And then he looks at Sandra and goes, I forgot about the bodyguard. And so he's like, is that a problem? And he's like, no. It's so weird. And then what was the other but thing? Then we and decided- it's implied that counselors have bodyguards because Orly's like, yeah, I've gotten a lot of lectures about my lack of security. Didn't we um, decide that he wasn't never seen because he didn't kidnap her? 
Yeah, he gives her the notebook back. Okay, we'll... Because I have notes about this in Exile. But Tarek, I don't know. He's just so... Like, something should Is happen. he a detective? Is he just trying to figure things out? Is he... He's unquestionably trying to figure things out, but what's his yeah. motive? Yeah. Does he have a motive, or is he just like, hmm. He's gotta have a motive. Yeah, he's gotta have a motive. Otherwise, that would be so weird, but... <laughs> he's just the... Uh. Um, my next one is on 325. So you have one on 318. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, this is just a very little thing. Okay, so Sophie's talking about her nightmares about her parents and she's about to project it into her memory logs and remember she's just found out Jolie died in a fire and stuff mm-hmm. and she says it says um projecting her nightmares into the memory log was easy seeing them so vividly was awful her whole body shook as she stared at her terrified family surrounded by smoke and flames she slammed the log shut hiding it behind her bookshelf so that no one could find it um Am I eating this confused with what actually happened versus Sophie's Nightfall nightmares? But didn't they actually end up surrounded by flames? At oh, some yeah. point in yeah, Nightfall? Yeah, I was like, Sophie. Sophie has visions. Yeah, you uh, predicted that. So literally her worst nightmare comes true in Nightfall. Or her her worst like, parent, her worst early like Nightfall. Desk or pictures? Well, it wasn't on purpose. I'm sure it's just a Shannon thing. But it's like a character. (laughs) It's not telling the future. But it's just interesting that Shannon even sets up how terrified she would be at that. I mean, think about it. They have have crystal balls called, what are they called? Spy balls? Oh, yeah. They literally have crystal balls. But they're tech. Yeah, but not with Sophie. She huh? watches them surrounded by fire and the crystal ball, and then is like, No, she yes. doesn't. Well, she watches them huddled in a fire shelter. Well, she does, but then she has a nightmare about mm-hmm. them surrounded by fire. And then she yeah. has a vision after looking in her crystal ball. No. <laughs> <laughs> what page is your next note on? Um, 323. 323? Okay, mm-hmm. you're before me again. Okay. So this is when Tyrkin and Sophie go have a little heart to heart, which is really mm-hmm. sus. Um, oh, yes, I have, a, I have a note on 325. Okay, so on 323, he's talking about humans, and he says, it says, he pointed to the humans wandering the streets, oblivious to the elves sitting among them. We've cut ourselves off, vanished into the light. Makes it easy to forget how similar we are. Or could be, if they weren't so stubborn. He paused, like he was waiting for her to speak, but she didn't know what to say. I wonder if there was a double meaning to, um, or could be, if they weren't so stubborn. Um, if he means really like the council. Because, Read it again. Okay, so he says, We've cut ourselves off, vanished into the light. Makes it easy to forget how similar we are. Or could be, if they weren't so stubborn. And so your immediate thought is, humans weren't so stubborn. But once we know about why they vanished into the light, I wonder if he's like, Ugh, so stubborn they won't contact with make contact with humans. That's why I had to go do it with you, Sophie. Mm-hmm. Um... But I just like that double meaning. He says, if they weren't so stubborn, and you think it's the humans, but he could actually be saying, if the elves weren't so stubborn and wouldn't try again. Because yeah. he doesn't say humans. Anyway. You know what's weird? Bront, the most stubborn counselor, was against uh, cutting mm-hmm. off contact with humans. Bront likes humans. That's confusing to me. Mm-hmm. It's like a nice little... And then Sophie shows up and he's like... Mm. 
<laughs> he's just so mad. He's so mean. I don't understand his okay. his motive that much, but it's he, fine. She needed so like a scary look yeah. too. I think he's okay. So basically, I'm not sure where this is said, but it's it's said that he's just really mad that he was wrong and that it doesn't happen mm-hmm. a lot. Oh, it's in the beginning of book one. I was yeah. telling something. He's like, yeah, Bron's wrong. It doesn't happen a lot, and he's really mad about it. So he's gonna be tough. But the other two counselors are fine. So he's like, um why and so yeah that's why he's super mad it's just because he was wrong about sophie and so he doesn't want to be proven wrong it's an intj thing Mm -hmm. trust me it's very normal um but are there any other reasons he just does not like that he was wrong i want he's gotta be wrong with sophie something it's nothing's wrong with him so something has to be wrong with i really want Bront to have like been in love with a human in the past or something and then yeah i want that to be true that's just my little hand headcanon and that he's mad because he's like, they let a human child mm-hmm. come here and they wouldn't let me marry her or something like that. Mm-hmm. That could be part of it, too. No. I think. I just like, wonder, is there another motive about Bront that we don't know? Because there's... Even... He joined... Okay, sorry. So, uh, that was a scattered thought. You know how he suggested Sophie, who didn't want to be a bad match, joined the council? Mm-hmm. That's almost like... He would have been a bad match, unquestionably, if he married a human... So I wonder if, like, he joined the council, like, okay, well, I can't get married yeah. anymore, so now I'm going to be a counselor. Well, I don't think that's true, but it would be fun if it were. Mm-hmm. I, it could be. I think, but it, I think it's, it's, it's a good theory. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a fun theory, yeah, it's not, like, impossible. Mm-hmm. But I don't have any evidence for it. Um, but yeah. I just want more motive for Bond. Yeah. And what's really weird is, like, how sudden... I think he... Okay, so he and Kenrick, like you know, mess with each other all the time. Like, mm-hmm. Kendrick calls him counselor grumpy pants. He, like, calls Kendrick a weakling all the time. Or, like, Kendrick's <laughs> like, I agree with the rally. And, or, I said it your way, rally. Simp. Sorry. Um, <laughs> honestly, that's literally what Rod said. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I they call each other that in the kitchen all the time. And, okay, anyway, sorry, that's really funny. Um, So, he's like, I agree with Orly. And he goes, of course you do. <laughs> And, and I can just picture, like, the, the, you know, they just kind of roast each other in the council sessions all we the time. We need to make a meme about this now. Bronze, yes. Because <laughs> Ron's, like, the stone face. They, they're so easy to write comedy because uh-huh. the two of them, like, Ron's, you know, it's INTJ and ENFP. Like, all they do is get on each other's nerves and, and think it's funny. <laughs> and so there's the two of them. And Kenrick dying, I think that Bron, like, he wasn't like, oh, you're my best friend. But he kind of, like, took having Kenrick on the council for granted almost. Mm-hmm. And so whenever he died, he was like, whoa, like, this mm-hmm. is how grief feels. Like, this is, because that's his turning point. That's whenever he starts yeah. taking Sophie's side is right afterwards whenever they're forcing the circlet on Sophie's head. And he's like, whoa, this, like, our world is changing. It mm-hmm. is changing. And Sophie might be what we need. Maybe Kenrick was right. And then right afterwards, they're forcing the circlet on Sophie's head. And he's like, this is the, the, the measures that the counselors are willing to go to mm-hmm. to prove their worthiness they're willing to to restrict sophie's abilities this is wrong mm-hmm. so that's kind of his turning point but it's fronting henry being on the council together yeah it had to be so amusing just picture uh-huh. Emery because you know Emery is always like the grandfather like, like <laughs> if you guys watch american idol you know lionel richie how he's always like oh my goodness the children are the children are going at it again yeah that's that's how i picture uh Emery Emery. Being. like oh no, not this mm-hmm. again. I like Emery. He's... Emery, just Bronx, Emery, and Kenrick, like, mm-hmm. 
you could write. What if they all had to do a project together? That would be really funny. <laughs> Just the three of them. Yep. Okay. What's next? And the whole time, they're like, and the whole time, Kim looks like, we could really use an empath, I think. <laughs> Actually, no, he tried to keep Orly out of everything, so. Thank you for listening to the Forbidden Cities podcast. Leave us a review and tell a friend about the podcast if you liked us. Email us with comments and episode suggestions at theforbiddencitiespodcast at gmail.com. And to follow us on Instagram, just search at Forbidden Cities Podcast. <laughs>